Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, people all over the world, welcome to another episode of Tyler Brian Hour, aka TBH, aka TV Hour. I'm your co-host, B Heard, aka Brian, <laughs> aka Prince, aka Prince Vegeta Wild Daddy. I'm a pastor to my brother, Man's and MTTL. You want to say something to the people? What up, though, is your co-host, Tyler Libra, aka TTL, aka Libra Hendricks in the building. We are gathered here today on eight on a, I almost said April, February 14th. 2023 happy valentine's day everybody shouts out to all your loved ones all your significant others out there i'm sure they are very appreciative to have you in their life every day and um i i want to shout out to my mama blessed to have her in my life every day and my close ones shout out to k shout out to this nigga be hurt right next to me and uh we're gonna we're gonna get into some lovey dovey shit some real funny shit here tonight so um we're we love to have you and uh yeah let's get to it <clears throat> my voice is raggedy as hell today i'm sorry folks did you uh did you get people valentine's day gifts hell no i ain't giving nobody Valentine's. well i gave well i gave my mom mom some uh i gave my mom some flowers and um i gave her um a box of diabetic candy because that's all i could really find <laughs> I gave way too many people gifts. Uh, definitely got the mom and grandma some things. Nothing too, too crazy. I didn't spend anything extreme, but it was just like I just got a lot of people gifts. Got a lot of my homegirls something. Uh, you give me no gift? Nigga, you just said you didn't give me a gift. So so I was I was actually – hold on, hold on. Let me check my cash app real quick. Didn't you get a cash app? Hell no, nah, I didn't get nothing from you, nigga. Oh, you a whole ass nigga. You ain't give me. Oh, okay, Shut the right. fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> you a dirty ass nigga, man. If you didn't get, if you give that's me crazy nothing. that you didn't check until just now. I didn't check until just now. I forgot all about that shit. See, I, I got, yeah. I got homie stuff. I got homegirl stuff. Okay. I ain't really getting nothing, but yeah, bro, what the fuck up. am I supposed to do with twenty dollars, nigga? That ain't filling up half of the lead. No, I'm, just, I'm talking shit. I'm talking shit. That's my brother. He fuck around. You that check thing. the message you sent me. <laughs> Climb that shit back. No, I'm just kidding. But Take yeah, shit, I appreciate you, bro. Um, yeah, I got everybody. Matter of fact, I got you. I got you on something after the show. Don't worry about it. I got everybody something, so I was trying to make sure that I just show my love and appreciation, man. I got. I, I think that's. Like, I think that's something that scares me because I got a lot of dope, loyal like friends and family members that like i'm almost scared that i will never be able to match what they do for me because a lot of people say like communication and conversation goes far like i guess my ability to make people laugh and actually like hear them out and listen to them it goes far but to me it just doesn't hold weight because like i really feel like anyone could do what i do so i mean of course it people don't so that's the difference. And like there is a world where there's assholes that exist, narcissism exists, shallow people exist, they only care about their self. But as often as I try to be the best version of myself for people, it's very hard to maintain that. And I still don't feel like I'm doing enough. But um I try to showcase my love and appreciation as much as I can, whether that be financially or just just anything, a conversation, or just even saying happy Valentine's Day to my loved ones because I'm going to die one day. I'm not going to be here. Um, I will get into the weekend. Definitely spirits was broken. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm kind of having my flu game <laughs> 
podcast performance because I think I got food poisoning too. So it's crazy as fuck, bro. Stay away from me, bro. It's food poisoning. Something I ate. Oh. But I mean <laughs> dealing with it the best way I can. Also shout out to that good brother Lopez. God damn that nigga be holding it down. I feel like I can never uh repay him enough, but I will one day. Um speaking of one day, how was your weekend? It was all right. It was all right. Me, me, and be her LinkedIn at a had a spot that I personally liked. We uh we tapped in uh Sunday Super Bowl Sunday and talked a little bit, which is nice because we really don't even really get to do all that that all that much. Sometimes you know we just either we either not with it or we just got something else planned. And it's been a minute since we actually linked up that early in the morning too. So. Yeah, I I actually enjoyed that. Just getting to sit down with this nigga. We were missing one part. We were missing one part of the trio, but you know he's back now. Shout out to K. We we love you dearly. Or you know? just just off the strength of coming up with the plan, seeing the plan through, having to deal with some bullshit, alter the plan, and still executing like that. Like it's, I think it's shit. I don't know. I can't remember the last time that we was just both like, hey, yo, you want to do this? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, can't do this? All right, let's alternate. And then just like, just we're bam, 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 plan worked out successfully without having to deal with some bullshit or no bullshit getting your way, my way. And then if we have another person, because that's another thing that uh, comes into factor is like if we have another person, then they bullshit get added. And I love to see a plan come together, especially when it was just like a chill, subtle, like, yeah, that was needed. Off the strength is is off the strength. It was just the matter of me knowing that one place was going to be slammed and one place was going to be moderate. So, I mean, well, you brought up both, so yeah. I guess either one could have been slammed, and we would have went to the other one. Yeah, so either or, I've I've had that sort of innate, innate uh, ability to kind of figure out shit around the city to seem where okay, I could go to this place and it's not going to be slammed with people, or I'm not going to have to wait, or I could go to this place and it's just going to be moderate, it's like a five to ten minute wait, and you know, it's not going to take too long. Although you did do what I hate when people say follow me and take the fuck off. Like, why do people do that? <laughs> I need a deep dive on that. Like, why? People out there, if you do that, why? Like, I don't say follow me and then take the fuck off. And then, luckily, I didn't Niggas have... was right behind me, bro. You the one nah, that stopped at that red light, bro. You went on the red light. There, there was a difference between me stopping. You went when it was practically red. Because it was yellow get... turning, and then you took off. And I was like, why did he take off? And then you went a detoured way, and that's why I was confused. I'm not mad at the way you went because I was better for parking. You safe driving ass, nigga. But uh, no, nah, I'm yeah. talking shit. <laughs> I'm uh, talking shit. But um, yeah. Outside of that, what yeah. All the nigga had to do was just follow me, gang. Like all, like all he literally had to do was just follow he me. He took bro. off, people. There's a difference between following someone and chasing someone on you a catch GTA up. mission. What the fuck you talking about, bro? No, man. It's, there's a GTA mission where there's trailing a nigga, and then there's a GTA mission where you got to go hawk a nigga down. I felt like I had to hawk you down. Nigga, you heard what I said, catch up. So that's, literally that's all point. you literally had to do. That's my point. That's literally all you I'm had to do. I'm following you. Why do I have to catch up if I'm supposed about? to follow you? What? I'm following you. Exactly. So you go if you're following me, then you I go the same 40, speed as Tyler, I do. That's what I'm saying. Nigga, you got to go 50. The fuck you talking about? You're not saying you're not winning this argument. Oh, bro, damn. Because if I don't know where to go, Nigga, I got all I... the lights. Oh, you saying you didn't know how know where to go? 
I told, told you where to, to go. I told you. you the directions, though. So, like, even if you wasn't following yeah, you me, said go even to if you wasn't following me, even if you wasn't following me, even if you wasn't following me, I gave you the directions to go there, like, early on. So, you know where it is, low-key, because I told you where it is. No, I knew where it was because I used GPS. Exactly. So, nigga, you would know where it was. No. Oh, my God, bro. All right. Anyway, all right. You doing good, bro? You good? Still haven't talked about your weekend. You good, bro? My weekend was good. You doing good? Outside of that? It was good. And then how are you? I'm all right, bro. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you good? Are you fine, bro? Mm. You had a good balance time, sir? So, weekend started off on some bullshit. Actually, no, let me scratch that. Let's see. Saturday? Saturday, what happened? Oh, Saturday. Saturday was cool. I didn't do too much i went to work work was fine um i ended up surprising two of my homegirls i call uh at work with their valentine's day gift i went kind of crazy i ain't gonna lie one of them was out of town i was kind of pissed that she was out of town but i digress um so i was able to send her money and then the other two um i got them like this teddy bear Got them their favorite candy and then like a tulip because one of them said that they like tulips and they said that their favorite color was pink where do you get tulips at? Just at, I just went to the grocery store. They were there. At Hy-Vee? One of them. And then um, I I think that that was probably like my favorite part because I was kind of hinting, not hinting at that I was going to give them a gift, but I was just kind of making it known. Like I was asking the questions of like, oh, what's your favorite um What is your favorite color? What is your favorite candy? And what is your favorite flower? And then like... You know, it's it's always funny because they, the the women, at least at my job that I got gifts for, they're very independent. They're very high functioning, like people, like they the ones that get out the mud, and that's why I love and appreciate them because they're always they're themselves too, and they keep work entertaining. And now that practically everybody's fucking leaving, they're like one of the main reasons I'm still there. Um, so when I was kind of asking all these questions, they were like, "Hell no!" Like, "Well, you better not give me nothing." Brian and like you know just all hard body all like masculine energy and stuff like that boy I came out there and I bought like one of those uh I guess gift bags kind of like like a bag you put a present in but it's like more of a nicer bag rather than like some grocery store bag or whatever right I don't know how else to describe it outside of that they were kind of like hard body hard body man once I came out there and just handed them their gift like the guard just dropped immediately the smile went up immediately so it was a feel-good feeling and it was like like that felt good to me because I know the kind of like year that they kind of all three had where they all three had some bullshit and had some adversity to, to battle. And they all three had their own stories and, and stuff that they needed to take care of. So I appreciate someone. I think that's why I never like looked at you in a weird light or I looked at like them in a weird light because although you do some shit that can be annoying or can be problematic you've always been tyler so that's why i would always kind of go to bat for you and i feel the same way with them like they're always themselves that i respect them being angry i respect them being uh happy sad every sort of emotion that they could feel and obviously they're women so like women are going to tend to feel more emotions than men um, so I just want to show, even if it was for a split second, even if for if, if it was for like that day alone, like that 
them being themselves matters and them being themselves is dope and they should never be nothing else other than themselves. And I, I, I like that feel good moment. Like I, I don't like, I might, you know, I might jokingly make a Snapchat saying I didn't get none today, but I didn't do it for the recognition. I didn't do it for a post. I didn't do it. I did it just cause I, I wanted to do it. Like I wanted to show like, Hey, like basically I see you like you, like y'all are dope. I fuck with y'all. And, uh, Y'all, y'all keep me sane, keep me sane, and keep me here, cause uh, like I said, that's Sunday, that's Sunday, so I'll get into Sunday. Um, but Saturday, so it felt good to do that. Everybody was kind of good spirits, and everybody kind of like um, like it made my day to know that I made, even if it was for a second, I made them smile and like cheer up for a second. So that was cool. Work was okay. Um, then I went to my grandma's. I chilled with my grandma's for like three hours kind of had healthy good conversations kind of told her about chicago shit like that um the reason why i went saturday is because i know it was obviously super bowl sunday so i was just gonna be in the cut um i texted you because i was talking to my dad about some buffs and getting some uh some glasses and he likes them but he's just looking for a specific tent so i don't know that maybe we'll get buffs i think that'd be a cool little bonding experience if we both get some shades or whatever um but then I hit you, and then you hit me back, and then that's how we got into our whole ordeal about going out get some food. That was a great time. Felt good. Had some good food in me. Um, went to work. Work was pretty much had a rush. Then uh, left work. And then we're going to get into the Super Bowl as well, obviously. But <clears throat> to put the Super Bowl away for a second, <laughs> I leave and I come home. And for those of you who don't know, I am at the crib, unfortunately. But both parents was like, yo, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, chilling. I think I was working on some podcast shit. I'm like, nothing? What do you mean? It's like, nigga, did you see your car? And it looked like uh, Wolverine had slashed one of my tires. And like my dad was like, oh, nah, you got to get that shit fixed today. Because <laughs> if you hit the wrong bump, obviously knock on wood. Great, by the grace of God, I never have, but he's like, nigga, nah, you need to get that shit fixed today. So I downloaded the app to a car service spot. And this car service story is goofy as fuck. So download the app because the only way that you can schedule something is through the app. So I scheduled tire replacement, and that's all I click because it has select buttons that you click, and then it gives you a, a time. So, you know, obviously this is Super Bowl Sunday when I'm doing all this and downloading the app. It's the Super Bowl. Niggas is probably watching the Super Bowl because I got off at work around 4-ish. And, like, by getting off of work at 4-ish, like, niggas ain't about to stay till 6 when the game starts at, like, 530. So it automatically fast-forwards to tomorrow. Like, so this is Monday. It automatically fast-forwards, like, nah, nigga, you ain't going to come in, blah, blah, blah. So then I'm texting my homie at my other job, my main job, my 9-to-5 job. I'm like, yo, I'm showing him the pictures of the tire. I'm like, nigga, I got to get this shit fixed because I'll be damned to – spend all this bread on fixing this tire and then trying to take an Uber to go to work. I'm like, I'm prioritizing this so I can get to work. I'd rather get to work super late and just close than to go to work early with the fucked up tire, then leave and have the tire be fucked up and then be in a world of hurt. So he's like, cool. Yeah, I understand that. Do your thing. I'm like, cool. So I set it up for 8 a.m. bright and early. I think I was supposed to be at work at 8.30. So I get there, right? This is the next day. The the place that I go to, I'm not going to name, but I w- it's relatively close to where I live. And so I get there. 
about 757. Is it Riot Street? I'm not going to say. I don't um, know where that. I'm not going to say. I uh, I get there, and dude is like, I tell him who I am, and like, yo, my car, and this, that, and the third. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, so you had a tire replacement for four tires, right? And I'm like, huh. that's, that's odd. On the app, it just said tire replacement. It never said how many tires, what <laughs> tires I want, and how much the tires is. Nigga, what? I'm like, no. And he's like. Huh? It said four, and I'm like, I didn't get the option to pick four. All I got the all I did was hit one big ass button that said tire replacement, and that was it. It didn't give me no details. It didn't ask me no questions. It didn't even ask me what tires I want. So I, all I did was tire replacement. And he's like, okay, okay. Um, so I was like, yeah, I, I think I just want one or two. As a matter of fact, just give me the fronts. That's all I need. And um, he's like, you and the fronts run you a good. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like, he's like, oh, okay. Um, well. I can't do shit about that now. He didn't say that, but like more or less, that's how I took it. So I was like, "What do you mean you can't do nothing about that right now?" He's like, "Oh, because we don't have tires here." <laughs> He's like, "We the tires we got to order them, and they're not gonna be in here till like two or one." So I'm sitting there thinking, like, "Why in the fuck would you allow me to schedule a tire replacement at eight o'clock in the fucking morning if the tire's not gonna be here till two o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> <laughs> nigga?" What are we talking oh, about? Oh, shit, man. That's crazy as hell. And so I'm sitting there like, uh, okay. All right, Ty's going to be here too. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. All right, bro. So then I leave. And I'm like, fuck it. I might as well go to work at this point. So I go to work, tell the work story. They're like, why would they let you schedule the appointment if you can't even? I was like, I know. I know. I don't get it. It's, it's like you work on cars and tires and all this other shit, but y'all ain't have no cars and tires to work on. Because they supposed to have because <clears throat> has a has a repair shop. You would think that they would have some sort of tires on stock, like like on them, like mm-hmm. as they speak. But maybe here's the thing about it, because they may have not had your size in in whatever tire that you have. Mm-hmm. They may have not had that in stock. So they obviously then they got ordered from somewhere else because that's how they be doing me. They don't have my tire. My tires. My tires like a specialty. So like they got ordered from somewhere else and you know it comes with the, it's good that it comes within the day but at the same time it's like like bro damn bro like I don't I, I want this done like now right here right now like I agree with everything you're saying I just kind of wish there was some sort of inkling of <laughs> like hey nigga we got to order this tire cuz we don't have these tires here like don't allow me to schedule the appointment for 8 if you know you can't service me until 2 Cause I just I kind of looked goofy because like when I got there everybody was looking at me like damn what you here for didn't you say that you wasn't gonna be here till later and I was like well shit I, I thought so too right and so I went to work was able to leave work early and then I I called them I, at my lunch I was like yeah I'm only getting two tires I'm like oh okay <sighs> of course I was using a card that my mom had between the credit card on them so basically I was had to pay her back anyway. And by me having to pay her back, you know how, like, you don't want to, like, you could owe someone. Like, it's one of those situations where I know I could owe my mom, like, a decent amount of money. But it's like, you don't want to owe someone more money just because it's, like, more of a hassle of paying off. So she was also saying, like, nah, just get the two front tires, especially because we looked at the tires. Like, the other two tires are completely fine, but the two front ones are the ones we got worried about. Then she's over here texting me, like, I hate what I've noticed, too, about myself 
is not not that I'm a bad communicator. I'm a bad I'm bad at telephone. So it's not that like if I'm communicating with you, me and you can have great communication, but me trying to tell what you said to me to someone else is where it always gets misconstrued because you could be saying something different after I tell this person. Like, basically, your response could be how you responded to that, but then I'm talking to both people. I just got good at conversation. Well, not even good, just decent at, like, phone conversation. And, like, so I'm talking to my mom, so she says two, and then, like, after a while, she's like, well, you could have got four. And I'm like, nigga, why would you say that when I – oh, my God. Whatever, you waited too late. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just get to two. Four got to wait till the spring. Right. I was like, fuck it, I'll get to two. And I'll, I'll be good. So, what happened? Um, I go there, drop the car off. And the crazy thing, too, is there was a guy and a girl. The girl is the one I talked to in the afternoon. She was cool with whatever I said. The guy kind of was singing a different tune once she said that. And I was kind of sitting there thinking, I was like, nigga, you the one so that I need a four. When she accepted that, I said two. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. I digress. So, drop the car off. End up walking back, and financial situations fuck. I'm trying to do the calculations, trying to carry money over from cards and all types of shit. And then I finally get the call, and then I'm walking back, and then I see yo mama. About at your house. When I saw her, I was behind. I was kind of like. If I'm walking up to your house kind of from the school, I was like the house. I was at your neighbor's basically. But the way she was walking down is like she was walking down turning this way. And so there's also another lady walking her dog. So she did the thing. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe dogs got anxiety. Maybe dogs get nervous. Maybe I'm trying to give her every excuse of not being racist. I don't think this lady was racist, but she did the thing where like, nigga walking on this side of the sidewalk as me, I'm walk over here. So she proceeds to walk on this side of the sidewalk, like the opposite side of your street. I see your mom. Not that I haven't talked to her in some years. It just felt like a lot of conversation for what I had to do and explain like, yo, yeah, my car fucked up. This and the third bills wasn't right. Blah, blah. So I walked back to go to this place and get the car. And this, I didn't feel like that was my first, the first conversation I wanted to have with your mama when I haven't seen her in a year or so. Right. So I kind of did the thing where I walked across the street. So now I'm kind of like walking with the lady with the dog. And then she kind of stopped because the dog goes to sniff some. So I just had to like beeline. So I kind of felt embarrassed. Not because it's not like, like your mom's super nice. I, think she would understand and all that stuff but i just didn't want that to be the first time i talked to her in a while like damn Brian, what you doing on my street like oh well my car's fucked up and i had to go walk and get it and this that third and i'm failing in life and i didn't want that conversation to be the first conversation i had so i saw her i was just like ah that's awkward because i'm like what are the fucking odds of me walking on your street and then her she was taking out the trash now i think about it like her ironically taking out the trash at that exact moment it's like what the fuck? It's crazy as hell, man. And so, um, I don't know yeah. where the fuck I was at. End up getting my was this Saturday? No, this was Sunday? yesterday. Wait, yesterday? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was at work probably. And um, yeah, end up getting my car, then meeting some homegirls at a restaurant. I think I got food poisoning, and then yeah, mine a lot like. Once that car shit happened, that, that kind of killed... Wow, that's going to sound dark. I don't mean in a dark way, but it, it kind of 
kill my will <laughs> to, to live, live like bro because it was more so it like obviously i'm being over dramatic right but it's not i don't have a problem with having problems i've never had a problem with having problems i don't want to act like a woe is me ass nigga uh like like feel sorry for me i i'm sad i'm useless i'm this i'm that i've never felt that way i never have never will my problem is when i go to fix the problem my problems have problems nigga that shit is the shit that stresses me out like like my if this x thing happens okay how do i go about fixing x thing i go to see if i could fix x thing and then x thing don't know why the fuck this is fucked up it's every because i mean i'm sure tyler's seen it with the podcast like we've shit we've had so many technical problems with the podcast and i don't know how to fix it and by me not knowing how to fix it is when i start stressing out i don't stress out because we have a problem it sucks the only time I think I flat out immediately stressed out because we had a problem, I think it was the space interview, but that's because that took forever and a half just to schedule, and then we finally scheduled it, and this shit wanted to, like, act up. And, yeah, so that's, that's like, my only problem with life is, like, I'm trying to fix problems I have now, and I don't need more problems. And then on top of that, I, like, I'm really lucky for as much as I, like, complain and I'm stressed and I'm this and the third – I'm really, really fucking lucky. I got like good people around me. Cause holy shit, I don't know what I would do. I, if I didn't have my parents around me, I, I, man, I don't know what the fuck I would do. I really don't. Straight up. <clears throat> so let's get into the Super Bowl, man. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Philadelphia Eagles, thirty-eight to thirty-five. Yes, they did. Do you want to talk about the game first, or do you want to talk about halftime first? <clears throat> Let's do halftime first. It's kind of mid. You're not wrong. I get why. Guess she was on that stage, and that I ain't gonna lie that that platform did look kind of wobbly. It looked kind of scary. And she was pregnant. And she was pregnant. Rana did announce her second baby with ASAP Rocky. <clears throat> um, so she was kind of like harnessed into the little stand behind her. I mean. Visually speaking, I feel like I feel like there's two perspectives, right? There's a perspective, an aspect from watching it, like watching the performance. I I'd give it like a like a seven out of ten or a seven and a half. Obviously, she has factors of being pregnant. I think it's still impressive that she went up there and still had the breath control and was able to sing and move and dance and choreography as a pregnant lady. I don't think Rihanna's really been like she could dance. She's obviously talented and has great footwork, but I don't think she's really been known as a performer like that. It's more of her voice. And then like, but I think in the Super Bowl aspect, like if you're not looking at the screen and you're just looking at the actual performance, it might have been worse because of that. Um, any thoughts so far on the performance? I think it's one of the. I think I think it was one of those performances where like you just you just had to see live like there. You know, it, it it probably would have been more, as far as the theatricals, the cinema, all the lights and stuff like that, it probably would have been better if it was there. But, like, visually on a TV screen, it was a... You think so? It was a... Only reason I say that, too, is because, like... I was at my mama's house. She ain't got no real HD TV. It's not, like, ultra H. But I, I feel like it was worse. Just because of the strength of, like, there wasn't much I would love it. to see it live. 
You think that I, I think that's interesting. I think it's different. Just because it was like Nigga, you would have just been happy to be there, honestly. <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, I uh I don't know. It depends. You ungrateful ass nigga. Well, I, I don't think so. I don't think it, it has to anything to I don't think it has anything to do with it being ungrateful. You I, wouldn't you wouldn't have a good time being in the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the fucking world. Are you on. saying you wouldn't have a good time? It depends on where I'm at. That's crazy as fuck. How? Nigga, you're out of the Super Bowl. So? Alright, you got it. <laughs> I'm saying so because you got it. I'm sure. How do I want to work? Don't let me get no money and we go to the Super Bowl. I'm taking Caleb. That's it. <laughs> Why? I mean, it's not that I wouldn't go, but I'm saying, like, I've had Super Bowl parties that were 10 times funner than going to a football game. That ain't got anything to do with the game itself, nigga. As far as the game itself, you going to parties, you going to shit that. Yeah, with people I love and get a good quality seat. But you could go to the actual game with people that you love. I'm not just saying it's just you. You could take family members with you. But you're saying it off the strength that you have a good seat. A lot of seats are not good. With Okay, okay. All right, let me reiterate this. With all of, all of his costing, all of his expenses, everything in between, you got a good-ass seat. You got like a 50-yard line seat. How does that change your aspect? So, to the good seats that I've had, or right. I'm, 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 I can only speak on what I've had. I can't speak on what I don't. To the good seats I've had, some seats can be ruined by people, and like some nigga, there's some seats where niggas stood. Like I went to what game did I go to? I went to a game, right? Niggas stood up the whole time, so we had to stand up the whole time. Niggas is like lapped up like sardines and all types of shit. Like everybody assumes that you go to a Super Bowl, you go to a finals game, you go to all these things and the experience is going to be different. Some experiences are not different. Some experiences like especially nowadays with all the technology and shit that you could get. Like there's sometimes where like I've been to football games and them niggas have only been on that side of the field for majority of the possessions. Like, they might be over here for, like, like on three and out. They might kick a field goal. They might be this side and the third, and they're only on one side of the field. I don't know. Because I – do you have a desire to go to a Super Bowl? Yeah. Really? Not desire, like a burning desire, but if if, if it ever came an opportunity to me, yes, I would take it, yes. Would you take it over – say – Cause I'm trying to think of sports you like. Would you take it over? Over? It's going to be. It's going to be Super Bowl, World Series, and then Stanley Cup, and then Finals. So there you go. Super Bowl is your one. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like I would go to a baseball game more than, than I would a World Football. Teach his own, bro. But I mean, cause that's. But to go back to the point. I feel like it's harder to see because there's certain angles or certain things that she did. Like seeing the cinematography of the performance on TV was probably 10 times better than seeing it in person only because the only way you would see it in person and actually get the full experience of what Rihanna was doing because she didn't do a lot was 
the screen. And I, that's what I feel like where you, to your point of saying that you feel like it would be a better performance in person. I, I don't know that I agree to that. The only way I could agree to that is because Rihanna has performed in God. How when's the last time she's performed? Exactly. So the aesthetics alone, so the aesthetics and the background alone, that would be enough for me to make it a decent performance to see live. For me, honestly, because if I'm already in the aspect of damn, I'm at the Super Bowl, nigga. Like I got some good ass seats, bro. I'm chilling. I'm with family, friends, all type of shit, bro. And I can see Riri live, man. Mm. I'm taking the whole week off after that. That's just in my aspect, people. That's just me. I'm I'm the type from a dude that's been to been to a prof- professional NFL game, been to a professional major league game, been to a professional uh, NBA game. Like I just I just I like being there as far as that aspect. I like the ambiance. I like the stadiums, especially my teams. They get litty. So that that's always a plus for me. If I could, if I could just be in that environment and be there, then that's all I really need. That's all I really need, bro. I think I'm. I guess I'm the opposite. Because I mean, like it was cool. Like I think it's something you have to experience, especially as a sports fan. I think it'd be idiotic not to go to any sort of game, whether that's college or professional. But after you see it, I'm like, all right, I'm cool. I don't have the burning desire to be a season ticket holder. I don't think I'd ever be that, even if I was up, up to the point where I could be up, up. But I, I think it also season tickets to these Tigers games. But I mean, I also think it depends on the perspective of what you have. Like if I, I think, I think for the sake of conversation and to kind of, it's not that I don't disagree with other. Like I think if I was up, up, and I was one of these celebrities to where I could be on the field and then go on the skybox or, or go have different angles and different perspectives, then hell yeah, I would go to the game. But you know, we're common folk; <laughs> we don't have that luxury. Like you, some niggas gonna sit in the nosebleeds. Some niggas like the best seat I think I had was some USC fights, and I, those were perfect seats. And that changed the hella perspective. I ain't never been in no nosebleeds, but that's I'm. I'm that that's just that's just me. Yeah, not to brag, not to. <laughs> that's not even a brag. That's just like I've never. Is to me that's not worth it. So, but there there is a a lot of people that be in the nosebleeds. Yeah, there there is that realm of. Uh, but there's also a lot of people that be in the nosebleeds. I believe that too. I I just personally think because I think. Yeah, I just personally think that it would have been a better like I think the Rihanna concert was better watching rather than being in person. But I guess if that could be easily in the next two or three years, the only time you see Rihanna perform, I could see a world where you hold that to a higher standard. And also, I just think of Super Bowl like performances. I think of like Prince. I think of Michael Jackson. I think of Bruno Mars. I think of Beyonce. Just last year, I thought that was a really good performance. Like. It just didn't hold up to the standard of uh, Super Bowl performances. It was more of a look. Like that's what it is. Like they don't even get paid. I didn't. First of all, I didn't know that shit. Yeah, they don't get paid. That was that was wild. I'm like NFL really got it because they they making sure niggas don't get paid. That's crazy as hell when you think about that. It is. But I oh like when Rihanna pulled out that makeup kit to adjust or whatever. It said that Fenty went up. That was smart. Eight hundred and forty three percent. Yeah. So yeah, that was smart. 
Um, but yeah, man, let's. Uh, I guess. Well, last Rihanna thing. Are you surprised that she didn't try to play a new song or put anything behind it? Like, no. Oh. Because when I think about, because when I think about Super Bowl performances, in that aspect, and this this goes back to back to any Super Bowl performance ever. You want you give the you most artists give the crowd pretty they much the hits, mm-hmm. you know. As far as you know the the one the songs that you know have been on top billboards that, that singles that they know that everybody knows. So really, I actually enjoyed the lineup, the setup that she had for those songs because it went because I think don't get me wrong I think it went from like I'll give an example it went from like work to um diamonds in the sky was the last one and then uh see I think bitch better have my money bitch better have my money was the first one that was the good one to come out to I don't lie that 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 one was the one boy but yeah I wasn't I'm not surprised at all when celebrities don't put out their new shit to Super Bowl especially when they're not getting paid anyway True, but I mean, I guess also, well, we we was just talking about branding with the makeup. That's a Super Bowl. It's not like an actual concert. But if we're talking about branding with the makeup, I think I think one song doesn't hurt. Like oh, a new single to come out to the Super Bowl, especially since it's like people have been dying for Rihanna music, and we just haven't been getting it. And now it seems like we're not going to get it anytime soon. Like it very well could be twenty twenty five before we get some new Rihanna music, because obviously she's a mother, she's a new mother while still being pregnant. And still having a business to run, like she, you know, studios take time. Like I've been fucking around with uh, FL Studios, and like I have a f- newfound respect for all the little little rap nigga nigga niggas and all types of shit. Like I got a newfound respect for the producers and all that stuff. Like that shit is work. That is like a talent that I've never seen after getting in the studio. Like I that made me shut the fuck up. But it's it's hard. Especially to be away from your family and like, what does she have to like really sing and like make music about? Um, is there any songs that you wish she would have performed? Like that she, there's a there's one I forgot what it's called. It starts with an O though, that people keep saying she should have performed. I'll know it if I look at Twitter, but I'm, I'm not I I would have liked it. I was thinking about this today. I was like, man, I would have gone crazy if she would have performed Reup. That would that that used to be my. That used to be my one. That was the one for me back in the day. Mm. Rehab, that was it. Are you, I guess, okay, last last Rihanna question. Are you surprised she didn't bring anyone out? Like, no, she brought her baby out. That's what that was says. The, that like, was the number two. I think that's another thing. It's you like, hating ass nigga, bro. How you going to be in at that, bro? It's not hating. It's just, like, it's it is kind of weird. I think that's another reason why people feel like it was, it was, kind of eh. just because like you always get to see like unique performances and unique, at least one artist. Like almost Rihanna could have done a passing of the torch if there was someone that she was like in the realm of working with or whatever. Like granted, like some people went out. I think you was expecting too much out with Super Bowl halftime show, bro. I don't think so at all. I think so. No. Yeah, nigga, last year was literally proof of that. Okay, but that was last year, and second of all, it was a it was, it was a bunch of niggas too. Okay, and yeah. it was in L.A. 
So this is so you can't not show out and not be in L.A. in a big ass stadium, big ass SoFi new stadium. Why don't you think you could do the same with Rihanna? Not to put Arizona, but it's Arizona. It doesn't have the same val. It doesn't have the same revenue as far as an L.A. being in California does. I think you got Arizona. Granted, has far granted. Granted, has good. I'm not. I'm not bashing on Arizona at all, but. At the same time, you just gotta look where you're at. Arizona's up. It's not LA. I don't mean I, nothing about what does that mean to California though? But that's what I'm saying is Arizona's up and it's Rihanna. I think had Rihanna not been pregnant, had Rihanna not been pregnant and Kanye West wasn't fucking insane. Splitting hairs. That you don't Yeah, we would have got hellish. We probably would have got Kanye. I don't think we'd get Drake. I think Drake I think Drake has to do his own Super Bowl. I can't see Drake being featured a part of someone else's Super Bowl. I there's not a world where we don't get Kanye and maybe Jay Z with a Rihanna that's not pregnant. I don't know because I feel like Rihanna would want to do it up. The only reason why we got this performance is because she was pregnant. Can't blame it on her though. I'm not saying it, it's not it's not a blame. It's like if you know you can't do too much, you're not going to try. it. She's under contract to do the Super Bowl. But that's what I'm saying. She could have had plans. She could have had plans to have Jay-Z and Beyonce and do these different things and move these different ways. But because that's what I'm saying. The so choreography mad she was, got pregnant. That's I'm not crazy. mad she got pregnant. I'm not one of these niggas that's like, oh, ASAP did it again. It should have been me. I'm not that nigga. I, I'm not that. I'm What mm-hmm. I'm saying, what I'm saying is... Rihanna could have easily done more. I think the Super Bowl knew she was pregnant, and they had to limit some of the stuff she could have done. I don't think that's crazy to say. Which is completely okay, though. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but... There's nothing wrong with that, Brian. Yeah. Because Rihanna's one of them. It's a Super Bowl performance, bro. But every Super Bowl performance has been that. Bruno Mars uh, and Beyonce killed it. I'm not saying they didn't. Michael Jackson killed but it. But there has been some duds. You can't say there hasn't been. Prince has killed it. Last year they killed it. What were the duds? Uh I wanna say what was that one with what was that one with uh Katy Perry? On the left sharp. I don't even know what Super Bowl that was. But I wouldn't. Katy Perry to me is not up there with them. Depends on who you talk to. It's subjective. But when you say depends on who you talk to, if I talk to anyone that holds Katy Perry and Rihanna in the same sense, I know I'm not talking to the right person I need to talk to. I don't know. Like I said. Okay, but I'm asking your opinion. Like I said. I'm asking you, though. About what? Do you think they in the same comparison and conversation? I think they could if Katy Perry would just makes some the more mute, some more fucking music. Cause she, cause really, honestly, they I mean, really in run. the same realm. They really in the same realm right now. I want to say you're wrong, but I you're not in some way. I know, but I don't. Know. I just want to say because I just because it's like it was Rihanna. Like she had the hype of like. Oh, she's going to kill it. I don't think there's a world where anyone didn't think that Rihanna was going to do a top five performance. It's just, it's just 
didn't happen. So I don't think it's more so people had two unrealistic expectations. I think people had Rihanna expectations. She just couldn't deliver to Rihanna's standpoint. Uh, well, we also not mad because Rihanna's not one to just throw shit out there without trying her full-fledged effort. But that's why people are fans, and that's why people are fiending. It's the same thing with Kendrick. Like, niggas want more Kendrick music, but... Want more Kendrick music. A lot of people, Tyler. Just because you don't like them. Like, a lot of people want. I didn't say that. I just asked a question, bro. But, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, she's an artist. Like, she's... <laughs> she's one of them. So, yeah, you're going to have the one of them on the high highest standpoint. Um... But yeah, to get into the game though, and I guess we could we could kind of we spent a lot of time on a Rihanna topic. I don't know if we really went anywhere. Had a conversation that was organic, but there's a lot of topics of the Super Bowl that I want to get to. Uh, I guess we could start off with the elephant in the room first. Uh, do you think it was a hold? What? Do you think it was a hold? Yeah. And you think it deserved to be called? I think they should just let him play. See why? What I don't understand with that, right, is at what point should they have called a flag then? Not necessarily that play. There was only nine penalties called that whole game, so they kind of, in theory, let them play. But one of the penalties that was called for a holding was that exact same sort of grab and hold. So at what point do you want – I'm not – when I say do you, I'm not, I'm not talking to you, but I'm saying in general. What point do niggas want them to call flags? Not in the last final minutes of the game? Niggas get blatant calls, like, because like my thing is like the same standpoint I have about the LeBron James. The only reason I, I remember that vividly is because I was just editing that clip. That clip is going to be funny as hell. I just got to finish it. Um, it's like Nick, what do you niggas want? The refs are part time. The refs are not in a union. The refs are only obligated to work for the NFL during the season, and there's no repercussions or no sanctions for their actions. So if they call a shitty call. They just go home like nothing happened. These are just workers, third-party niggas that you hired. I think there's never been a game where everybody agreed that the refs did a good job, nor will there ever be a game where the refs do a good job. So You're if, not wrong because somebody got to lose. Somebody's team got to lose. True. So, And I feel the same way whether the Chiefs won or the Eagles won in roles were reversed. Bradbury was, if you want to say he was hand fighting and it was pretty much pressing him um, at the line of scrimmage, I don't disagree. But the moment that Juju was ahead of him by a step and had him beat, he did grab him. It is a flag. You throw the flag. I feel like personally what we need to do in order to not be in a situation like this. I kind of can't remember the third, like the down. I kind of wish I would remember the down. I could see it in my head, but I'm, I don't want to make an assumption because obviously I think it led to a first down. I wish that flags were on a leveling system, kind of like the NBA flagrant fouls. So they usually when it was a flagrant foul, the NBA, I think at least the last couple of seasons, they review it. So if it's a flagrant one, you know, you get one more. And then if you get another flagrant one, you're ejected. Or if it's a flagrant two, you're ejected immediately. I wish they would do that with flags because I feel like there's a hold where that was, where maybe there's a five yards or a repeat of down. 
I think no one bats an eye at a repeat it down. Or, and then there's a hold where, like, it's blatantly obvious. He's holding him. He's tucking. He's grabbing his whole jersey. And he cannot make a physical play at the ball. I think Juju had a step. I think Juju could get closer to the ball that people think that he, like, the ball wasn't in play and they want to say it wasn't catchable. But I think if Juju doesn't get held there, they're both closer to the ball than what it was. So for everybody to sit there and complain about the ref's call and ask, like, y'all never going to like the refs anyway. I don't think there's a single call that everybody agrees on, like, unless it's egregious. Because, I mean, it's the same way, like, the Saints and and the Rams a few years back. But that egregious call where the nigga literally ran into him and they didn't call shit. It's like, there's going to be calls in a game you're not going to like. That should have been called, but it wasn't. And I don't say, like, oh, that's too damn bad. But at the same time, it's just like, these are flawed humans who are going to fuck up and they not in the union. And these are third party niggas that they get hired for the season. And that's it. Like these niggas do not give a fuck about football. Once they're done, the coaches, the players, um, the coordinators, everybody else has to give a fuck about football all year round. And think about football and apply and get themselves ready and right for football. The refs don't. So until you do something to where either like I feel like you gotta have some sort of love for the game to be any type of uh official in any sport. Yeah. Cause otherwise what would be the point of being there? I just say I don't know. You have to ask a rest of that. I don't I never like loved the game so much that I wanted to be a referee. Because be- you, because you, because you don't, because we don't see yourself as a referee. You see yourself as more of a player or a coach or assistant coach or or a coordinator. Nobody really wants to be a referee. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's what I'm saying. That's that's why. And then that's another thing too about the call, right? Is and that's a hard job. That's a hard ass job. Very hard. So especially with this, and that's another thing about a referee is like, nigga, somebody got to do it. And on top of that, I like. I also like. I think the leveling up system would be a great change to 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 flags. I think how there's two challenges and you get a third challenge if you get both challenges successful, there should be a challenge for flags. There should be at least one a game if you don't want to slow down a game and you should be able to review it to where either you pick up your flag and keep the play moving or you like review it and then like the flag stays the same or have it to where so usually there's a line judge, and line judge is the one that judges off sides, right? There, if one of the line judges judged off sides and they review it, say they go to the tapes in the center third, you should have it to where I think there's like seven official referees or something like that, because there's like four on the field, four or five on the field, and I think there's two like in like certain situations. We should all become basically yes or no, and then judge it by that. Because if we allow one nigga to if you know one referee is watching the secondary and the wide receivers, i.e. the bad Bradbury and Juju Smith-Schuster, he might be a referee with a quick trigger finger. And then there's referees that let niggas play. And outside of really a couple flags, they were letting niggas play. So they might have a different conversation if, like, I don't think that was personally a holding call. But if he's like, you going to go off the back judge, the back judge might only call holding like it is so know. for you what's what's a what's a obnoxious amount of flags in the game 
Mm. Where it would be like, all right, them niggas, all right, this is enough now. All right. What would be a ridiculous amount of flags in a game? I've seen games where there's like 15 flags. That's a ridiculous amount. Yeah. I think it just depends on what the flags are. Like, because, I mean, there was some, like. Whether it be holding calls, whether it be, you know, all sides, whether it be. Cause like intentional grounding. Cause like I think it was like a week five game, right? And it was the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs, and it was a play where Chris Jones sacked Derek Carr, had the ball like in between Derek Carr and the like had the ball in his hand and was lightly just landing on him, and they called that rough in the passer. Or I think they accidentally pushed Kyler Murray down in some game this year, and they called roughing the passer. There's been a few egregious roughing the passer calls. And roughing the passer, every single time, is a 15-yard penalty, an automatic first down. That's um, that's momentum shift. How is a sack roughing? Because technically, that's a sack. And the ball has to be thrown out of play, into play, for it to be roughing the passer. Everything happens after that. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I thought that was an egregious call. There's been some bad calls this season. I don't – that's why I think they should make an implemented system to where you got to review it or there are going to be levels two flags. Like that should be like a level one rough in the passer or something like that. And maybe that's just a five-yard penalty repeated down. Because – bro, because it, it got to a point where like – like it's gotten to a point where – NFL teams can really just tell, like, your best wide receiver. Like, I can tell you to go deep, and then as long as the DB, like, plays more you than the ball and fucking, like, cuts you off in some sort of capacity, that could be a, a defensive pass interference, spot of the foul. That could be a 40-yard game. And that's a, to me, that's a crazy play. It should only be a 15-yard game. I did, I did that shit in Madden the other day. <laughs> and you could, man, that shit is such a momentum swing. Like, they got to do something. Um, but I do think it was a hold. I think, yeah, it sucks of when they called it, but like if the flag's a flag in the referee's eyes, they're gonna call that shit. Like I, I don't know what ref sucks, bro. Like <laughs> ref suck, ref referees suck. Somebody got to do the job. Uh, yeah, referees suck. I don't know what else you want from a nigga. Um. What I mean, what else do you think about the game? I mean, it was a good game too. I thought it was a damn good game. Uh, as far as Jay Jalen, he he did his thing. I think he uh, I think he like tied for like most most rushing touchdowns in a Super Bowl. I think, I think he was, broke it. I think he broke it. Did he break it? It was I like think it was two. Five. It was two. And then he had three rushing touchdowns. He had a passing touchdown too. Yeah, a passing touchdown too. So. He he did his thing. He he uh he was definitely he, he stood his ground for that being his first Super Bowl ever. Um yeah, I, I actually enjoyed I actually enjoyed Jalen Hurts passing and his, just his ability to be able to just stay poised, not get shooken up. And nigga can run. Like I didn't like that that nigga can run, bro. Like I saw a whole lot of QB draws. It was like, <laughs> but that's like, also that's also credit to Jason Kelsey too. Yeah, because he was he was clearing shit up like he that, was. Jalen was able to get like a yard or two every time because of that. I also, think he, I think he was averaging like five yards of carry. Also, that shoulder was fucked up though. It was. 
You could tell it was. Because you that last play, that Nigga, shit. That ball, boy. <laughs> that shit looked like me for real. I could do that. That shit was crazy. I was like, ooh. I was like, yeah, he need to get that shoulder fixed immediately. Because I had, don't get it wrong. They had to run back to that bitch. I do, I do want Jalen Hurts to get paid. And I think it was a perfect scenario. I thought everybody played good. Patrick Mahomes is obviously him. Uh, Andy Reid is obviously him. Travis Kelsey is obviously him. But Jalen was able to showcase that um, he was he's Philly's quarterback, which I love to see. Also, I saw I saw some narratives. Oh my god, they're so nasty. Some niggas was already saying like, "Yo, Jalen, he the man, he killed it." But they still need to draft a quarterback. I'm like, all right, nigga. How the fuck? <laughs> all right. That's what I was trying to prevent with the Super Bowl, and I feel like Jalen played perfect, and niggas still saying that. I was like, I, I, you can't win from losing. You cannot win from losing. Um, it was cool to see. It was just cool to see a good game. And also, I really, to be honest, I know the flag was the flag, and it was more of the best Super Bowl game that I've seen in a while. Oh, in a while? Yeah, yeah at least the last couple of years. Uh, I know the flag was, like, obviously a momentum killer, and it pretty much sealed the game, but I really think that fumble is what, if you want to ask, like, what was really the defining moment was kind of that fumble, because they yeah. got that, they scooped it up, scored a touchdown, and then on top of that, the fact that Kansas City only had the ball for for three minutes in that second and quarter. That's the, th- that's the thing that I, that's the thing that I I liked about Philly's offense is that they kept them niggas on Off the sidelines. The field, yeah. <laughs> I think I think there was a there was a time there was a time frame where Patrick Mahomes wasn't on the field for like twenty three minutes. I believe it because like well because I believe it because. I'm sure it was probably 23 minutes in, like, real time because um, in the second quarter, they only had the ball for three minutes because, like, Eagle Philly was driving, and then they had that fumble, and then Kansas City scored that touchdown. So they was Philly still went down there and scored, and they were still driving. And, like, yeah, they got the ball back with three minutes left. So they was controlling that clock for a bit. Mm -hmm. Because it said uh, Philly Philly had the time of possession was 35 minutes, and then Kansas City was just 24 minutes. And then um, that's also because another thing, too, is like when I think of momentum is like Jalen really didn't play a bad game outside of that fumble. But that's why I think that fumble is more more troublesome than the damn penalty, because if you take away the penalty, right, there is time left on the clock. And yes, Philly could still get down in field goal position and kick a field goal and then they go into overtime. But Philly's defense in that second half gave up three touchdowns. Yeah. And then a field goal. So it was like they, 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 they did not show up this game. Not that second half they did. At first, I kind of. And that was, was their over. whole season, too. Mm-hmm. That was crazy to me. Niggas do a complete 180 when they get into the Super Bowl. Some some a team never has from what I've seen, a team never has everything that was advertised in the regular season. Yeah. Something's always missing. Like, when it comes to that big game, you know. Because they, they literally switched identities. Like, Philly immediately started passing, and then Kansas City immediately went to the run game. And Pachanko, Pachanko, dog. Like, that boy was running He was hard. getting his, yeah. He, he He's a beast. I don't know. Like, you know, obviously running backs come a dime a dozen, especially the cheaper. I think I want to say the last running back that really got paid like that was Gurley in the Super Bowl. Every other running back has been under a mil. That's, that's been that in the was, Super Bowl that's that been successful. <laughs> and that was a grip ago. Um, and then Andy Reid and Eric Bellamy, like, 
their scheme was just crazy because that motion and uh, that motion, they would stop it. And then Philly would obviously try to switch or they would carry somebody over and like they hand off the player. Them boys just got schemed. Them boys just got played like they was in Madden. Like the, the, the scheme was just killing it. Like Kansas City is just different, bro. They, they, and then also we got to talk about that too, like real quick. Do, do I pull the race card? Is it racist at this point? It's Black History Month, so be so proceed with caution. Because Eric Bellinami, or however you say his last name, I apologize if I'm butchering it. I think I am. Um, the offensive coordinator for Kansas City Chiefs does not get a job, but the Eagles' offensive coordinator and the Eagles' defensive coordinator both get head coaching jobs after losing the Super Bowl to that same brother. At this point, it has to be he has to be a bad interview, because I like I, I think that's the biggest thing. It's like no one really wants to just blatantly call racism, but at the same time, it's like what does a nigga have to do in order to get an opportunity to be a head coach? You mean to tell me you've called plays for the Kansas City Chiefs the last five seasons at least? In the last five seasons, you went to the AFC Championship game. And the last three of those, you went to the Super Bowl. And then two of those, you won. You've led Patrick Mahomes to have two regular season MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs. You schemed against a great Phillies defense, cooked they motherfucking muffin. You schemed against a great 49ers defense, cooked them motherfucking muffin. You screamed, You even schemed against a great Tampa Bay defense. But Tampa Bay's defense was just good. Like, they, like. A D-line like that travels anywhere. And we thought Eagles would have a D-line like that, but the uh, Chiefs offense line was actually really impressive. What does Eric have to do to get a head coaching job? Like, Does this nigga really – he really got to be asked to interview. Like, I, at this point, I just want to know what it is. I don't, I don't even care. Like, I, At this point, I just want to know. Because I don't want to say it's racist. But it's like, damn, dog. If the they must if, know something that, that that we don't. They must got dirt on cuz, and he just cannot leave. <laughs> cause, like, yeah, I don't understand. I've never seen anyone be this exceptional as a head coach. Cause they said you got to get experience, but then they go hire Jeff Saturday. <laughs> they say you you got to go coach college, or no? They wanted someone. Yeah, they say they want someone experience, but then hire college coach. Then you, you like, and this is not even like, he's like the only one from the Andy Reid tree that didn't get a job. Yeah. I just don't understand it. I don't understand how you have that good of a coach and never give him an opportunity. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. He, he must say something crazy in interviews and I just don't want to hire him. They just like, don't fuck with it. Because <laughs> I don't understand it, bro. I really don't. Any thoughts and opinions on that? I think it's bullshit, but... Same with you. I'm right here, bro. Because, like, when you look at black head coaches, I mean... Oh, it's still fuck Todd Bowles, by the way. Yeah, Todd Bowles. Um, Mike Tomlin is pretty much a standalone anomaly. Yeah. When you think about it. And I think it was just... What was it? Just either this year or last year was his first, like, like losing season. And like, they won. They won. Mm-hmm. They went nine and eight. Oh, uh, see, yeah, he, he's they just had, didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, he's had winning season damn near since he's been there. I know every year. 
every single year since he's been there. And that was like 08. Mm-hmm. He's, so he's really the only anomaly. He, he, he's really that. Tony Dungy, obviously, great head coach, great football mind. You know? With D'Amico Ryans, they hired him. Yeah. And I actually like that. I like that for Houston, too. I do. Especially being a former Houston linebacker. Like, he actually cares about that city and that town. So, hopefully, they could. I, I doubt they'll be able to turn around, but hopefully, they can start winning. And I, I kind of hope they give him a couple of years, too. But I just, I just don't get why Eric cannot get a job. I really just don't understand. It's kind of sad. It's almost sad at this point because it's like, yo. Damn, shame. It's like it's almost a meme every year. Because it's not, it's never been a year where, like, Kansas City's offense is bad. And they might not go to the Super Bowl, but they're still in the playoffs. Yeah. Putting up crazy numbers. Granted, they got Patrick Mahomes, so they got him as far as the quarterback goes. But they, uh, I just don't understand it. I really don't. Um, Pat Mahomes, boy. Speaking of Pat Mahomes, and something I actually want to get your thoughts and opinions on, I feel like the AFC is easier to list than the NFC. So we're going to start off with the AFC. Give me your top five AFC quarterbacks going into next year. Now, when I say AFC, keep them, keep them at the team that they played this season for. So, i.e., like, like Lamar could potentially go somewhere, but we don't know where he's going to go. Derek Carr did get released by the Raiders, but he did. He's technically a Raider in this list. So, who would be your top five AFC? That you know is going to be here. That you know is going to well, be that, here. Well, that played this, this season. That played this season. That played this season. Yeah, and then excluding like Tom Brady, like Tom Brady. When we get to the NFC, he's going to retire. So I'm not going to count him on my list. I just want that to be known. For you don't have Tom Brady on your list? Nigga's done. But, <laughs> yeah, so give me your top five AFC quarterbacks. I'll go with the big man in KC. Right. Obviously. Now I'm, I don't know. For the past, for the past couple seasons, from what I've been seeing, Josh Allen, he's he's either he's got he's got to be either second or third, and it's, it's looking like a good third. I should Ron gonna hate me because that's where I got him. I got him at third, bro. So so um, number two mm-hmm. from what I've seen this year, mm-hmm. I got I gotta go with Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence. No, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm definitely going Burrow. I was about Never to mind. say. I gotta go Burrow. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is fourth. He's fourth. I'm not mad at fourth. I'm going to go fourth. Not mad at fourth. And then fifth. Fifth might be ugly here. Because hmm. it's kind of hard too. Because I'm. Do you go to it? Yes, your list. You I'm going to go Tua. Just all the strength because I needed a fifth there. Because I, I really wasn't going to put Lamar there. He, he, he's he's probably sixth. I would put sixth there. Damn, so you got Herbert seventh? You know, I forgot about Herbert. Hmm. <sighs> Definitely. Yeah, you know what? Jay Herbo, fifth. I'm putting Jay Herbo fifth. So, so I guess my top three looks exactly the same as Tyler's. I think Pat Mahomes is him. There's no question about it. Um, Josh Allen got, but he got to show me something. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's why I got Joe Burr uh, second. Joe Shiesty because he's been to two AFC Championship games and a Super Bowl, and I, like he said, his window is not closing. And also, he's just been the most consistent. Josh Allen's kind of getting more inconsistent. 
Josh Allen with Stephon Diggs has been amazing, but there was a Josh Allen without him, and he didn't look the greatest. Um, and I can see an argument where you say, oh, if you take away your best weapon, then we'll see what you look like. Yeah, he took away Tyreek Hill from Patrick Mahomes. He's still him. So it depends on the quarterback. And not to mention, um, Jamar Chase did miss a few games this year, and Joe Burrow still looked pretty damn good. Didn't look the same, obviously, but still looked pretty good. Um, With all concern, that old line still shit in Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. My fourth, ooh, I got a spicy take. Well, not really. My fourth is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, when healthy, is, is him, Timothy. Um, I think people keep failing to realize that. Also, keep people keep failing to realize that Snick is throwing to Mark Andrews, which Mark Andrews is a solid tight end, and he's a top five tight end. Argue with your mother. But outside of Mark Andrews, who the fuck else he throwing to? A 35-year-old Jason Jackson? I love D-Jack. D-Jack's my nigga. I, I love D-Jack. <laughs> but come on, my nigga. My nigga, be fucking for real. Like who? I I you can't name me a solid receiver for the Baltimore Ravens that he's really had. Can I can't. So that's what I'm saying. So he has no other choice but to run. Imagine what he could do in like Miami. That's kind of where I want to see him go because I think that'd be a fun ass offense to watch. Um, and number five. Hmm. If I started a franchise, I would go with Josh Herbert. But for the sake of the season, and like I got to give credit where credits due, I you got to go Trevor Lawrence. Like he he did his thing. He he really shined out. Um, and that would be my top five AFC quarterbacks that obviously played in the AFC will probably be in the AFC next that's year. Your, that's your conference. Mm-hmm. Now NFC, NFC gets hard. It gets very very hard. NFC's tricky. I ain't gonna lie, because I'm not gonna lie to you. I I got a spicy take. I got some spicy takes. Like my number one, I think for the sake of the Super Bowl and what he's able was able to do before the shoulder injury, I think you gotta go. You gotta go, Jalen Hurts. He led a team. He played good. He looked phenomenal. He did his damn thing. Um, it's unfortunate he got a shoulder injury, but I think Jalen Hurts could get even better as long as he gets healthy and all that stuff. Um. Not to mention he was able to utilize those weapons. You got him weapons, he used them. Not to the best of his ability, but to what he was able to do in year one with the weapons, like A.J. Brown, it's it's limitless. Yeah, number two, A-Rod. Can't go wrong with A-Rod. A-Rod is him, Timothy, him Jones, all that. I think he could be dangerous if he goes to the Raiders. I kind of want to see him in the Raiders more than the Jets, but that's just me. Number three, God. This is where I struggle because I'm not going to lie. I should, for the sake of the list, put them in this list. But as far as my memory goes, I'm going to do everything in my power not to put them on the list. Number three, I don't want to put Dak or Kirk there. I feel like they both submit because they both inconsistent as hell. They they both, when they play great, they're phenomenal. When they play ass, they're fucking Garbricio. If it ain't, if it, if it ain't afternoon, Cousins don't even go in the conversation. Oh, if it ain't Sunday in the afternoon. If it ain't a Sunday cookout. Like that they nigga talking Cousins. about that nigga Cinderella. He got <laughs> Man. That's funny. But I might have to put him in my list because I can't, I really can't think of like, after oh, those two, I can't think. I got one that I want to <sighs> say, but I, I don't know if I want to be on a limb. You'll actually like the one I say, too. 
Mm. I'm really trying to uh, NFC East. Fuck no, I don't really want to put anyone in NFC North. I already got a Rod. Um, really, AFC got all the good quarterbacks. That's doing bro. Thing. I, that's the I, crazy thing about the NFC, though. We when I started to think about like a top five in each conference, I was like, sh- I was like, when I got to the NFC, I drew a blank. Nigga, y'all like, got everything over there. I was like, damn, we ain't got y'all ain't got shit. Really ain't got shit over here. My third, my third, as far as they was always themselves. Actually, no, I'm tripping. Gino. Gino would be my third. Gino played phenomenal. He just ran into a good ass 49ers team. Um fuck. I still need a is there an NFC South quarterback? I'm not counting Tom Brady because Tom NFC Brady's South is, was sorry. Yeah. Them niggas been a sorry. Actually, you know what? My fourth would be Jared Goff. I would say that. My fourth would be Jared Goff. I had Jared Goff on my list the whole time. I just I didn't want to put him third because I felt like that would be blasphemy. He knows, nigga. So I mean, come on. Like be fucking for real. Um, to me, I take Jared Goff because I know what I'm getting. Like, I don't think like Jared Goff was putting up insane numbers in certain games this year. That man went. That man went six straight games without having an interception. He yeah. went 182 passes without a turnover. Yeah. So then. Fuck. I wish Justin Fields actually throw the ball more. I would put him as fifth. But, nigga, I really got to decide between Kirk Cousins' trash ass and Dak Prescott's trash ass. I'm really trying to decide, like, what trash I like better. But they both trash for different reasons. <laughs> like, Kirk Cousins trash because he can't play in a primetime game. Dak trash because he's going to fuck up. Like, you know he's going to fuck up at least once. I really don't know who to pick. I... I'll pick Dak. Fuck it. I'd rather have Dak, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Dak, yeah. bro. Black history, my mom. Yeah. The strength. I'd rather have Dak. I'd rather have Dak, too. Okay, so my top five quarterbacks in the NFC. Ugh, this the NFC is a, such a drop-off. This, yeah, this is going to be kind of nasty. I, I got Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers. I'm not putting Tom Brady because Tom Brady's retired. Geno Smith, Jared Goff, and then Dak Prescott. That sounds gross. Oh, my God. I want to throw it. What, what are your top five quarterbacks in the NFC? It's crazy as fuck. It sounds nasty after. It sounds like a big-ass drop-off. Honestly, okay, I'll go. I'll go. Danny Dimes might be six. Fuck Kirk Grizzlies. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Jalen Hurst, number one. And I honestly, Danny Dimes going to have to be second. <laughs> That's honestly, Danny. I'm putting my boy Jared Goff at fourth. Uh, nah, I'm putting him at third. I'm putting Jared Goff at third. Danny Dimes at second. Jalen Hurts at one. Uh, fourth is definitely fuck. You know, there's a name you ain't said yet, right? I'm not putting the nigga that we put in retirement in there. But um, that's Tom Brady. I'm not talking about Tom Brady. I'm talking about a nigga that we put out. Yo, that's that's. Anyway, <laughs> that nigga finna cook your muffin. <laughs> he gonna be tight. Anyway, <laughs> all right, continue. You sent that nigga to a new team. Anyway, no, that's funny. That's fucking hilarious. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So let's see number four, four for we just gonna we just gonna we're just gonna defuse anything in the NFC South because they just sorry. Sure. Um, so that has me going to the West, and honestly, before he got hurt, I'm gonna put Jimmy G at like fourth. 
Jimmy G is a game controller. He is a game manager. Yeah. He takes care of the ball. He doesn't he he takes care of the ball. He doesn't put the ball in harm's way. It's just that he fucking just doesn't really he doesn't throw. <laughs> but honestly, I I think I could make a case that Brock Purdy played better than Jimmy. Brock was out here getting 300-yard pass. I can't remember the last time Jimmy G passed for 300 yards. I think the last time he passed for 300 yards is when they had that wild-ass shootout when Drew Brees was yeah. still playing with the Saints and the 49ers. That nigga's an NFL quarter. What killed me about Jimmy G is that that nigga would be finishing with like 180 yards. Bro, he'd be playing yeah, like some <laughs> high school stats. <laughs> that nigga's an NFL quarterback throwing 150 yards. <laughs> but, um... With all that being said, I, I think Jimmy G is still fourth. Um, fifth, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Dak. I'm going to go with Dak fifth. Damn, no Gino? I got to go with Dak fifth. I completely forgot about Gino. Gino won comeback of the year. Mm-hmm. You know what, Jimmy? You know, Gino fourth, Dak's fifth. Okay. So. Just off strength. Jalen, Danny. Yeah, because I guess if you take out, if you take Danny out, was fucking it up this year. I ain't gonna lie. I, don't, I, I think I think everybody. I think you should move Danny to fifth. But outside of that, I don't think that's a bad list at all for the NFC. Um, hmm. and then to speak of an old nigga, speaking of niggas retired, um, and getting retired, Brett Favre is suing Shannon Sharp, the Pat McAfee show, and then I think a Mississippi auditor. For defamation, because allegedly Brett Favre stole five million dollars from the Mississippi State Welfare um, for a fucking volleyball stadium, which is vile. That's just foul. And I ain't gonna lie, there ain't no legend about this because I don't want to get sued. But Brett Favre is not a top ten quarterback. This nigga, oh, we pushing old niggas out the way. Old niggas getting packed up like an all time list. With Pat getting two. Stats say different, but Stats says he played a long ass time. That's the only thing they tell me about Brett Favre. Oh, Tom, you would say the same thing about Tom Brady now. No, nope. put both them niggas in the conversation as far as longevity goes. Yeah, but Tom Brady has the stats to prove it. So did Favre. Favre. He broke Favre's records, matter of fact, a couple by a landslide. Though the only thing Favre really has is interceptions. No. If- if Jameis Winston keeps playing like he does, Jameis ain't playing. So, <laughs> so and then also on top of that, that you assuming that somebody will give Jameis Winston like fifteen more years of opportunity too. That nigga can't even. Get, that nigga let Andy Dalton start over him. Like we be fucking for real. Um, yeah, Brett Favre. I don't. It's crazy. And then I think Pat McAfee had a joke. He said Brett Favre suing me with the money he took. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious. That's crazy as hell. He ain't wrong though. And I, I honestly hope that Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee counter sue his ass because it's just like my nigga, like you the one did it. This is uh, this was sports writers reacting to a story that was about you. This is not them right. humanizing you or ruining your character because of all the other scandals that you did. You the one that they got a wild. job to do at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and that's part of their fucking job description. And I think as long as you put alleged by it, because there was no factor proof that he did it. But, I mean, there was the text message, and the text message was real indicting, especially if it was fucking his number, and it was Brett Favre. But 
I just think it's wild. That's the only thing I really have to say on that. I'm interested to see how much it develops because I'm also curious to see how much he's actually suing for. Ironically, that'd be kind of funny. He was suing them for $5 million or like $10 million. Like I could pay the stadium back and the welfare check. Um, but I don't s- think either. I know Alicia and Sharp. I don't, uh, Uncle Shane, I don't think he's too worried about it. <laughs> yeah. I think he said something about it in Arizona, but it was kind of more of a passing. Um, yeah, Brett Favre, I think it's just a mid-tier quarterback. He's out here wilding. You need to let that shit go. Because especially – Another reason why I say he's a mid-tier quarterback because we we pushing old niggas out. Like if I had the gunshots, I was trying to download the gunshots, but I had to still I had to have this to put it on the program. Like I got it on my laptop, but I don't got it on here because I gotta put the gunshots. Because like the more I think about it, and with Pat getting two rings, like obviously Tom Brady's up there for me. Obviously, Peyton Manning's up there for me. Obviously, I think Drew Brees is up there for me. Elijah uh, Nelson Manning. I wouldn't. I don't think I would have him on the top ten quarterback list. Because, like, that's what I'm saying. Brett Favre get pushed back. Because I would have Drew Brees before Brett. I would have Peyton before Brett. I would have Tom Patrick. Eventually, if like Josh start winning rings, Burrow <laughs> start winning rings, rings. And then there's Joe Montana. There's Terry Bradshaw. John Elway. John Elway, your boy. <laughs> this thing just- Steve Young. Even Steve Young got like three rings. He got two MVPs and three rings. I mean, like, even if you compare careers, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why, like, I don't. Brett Favre made too many mistakes for me to say that he's one of them, like the upper echelon. Like, that nigga would just give the ball away. And then he also played with retirement a lot of times, and I feel like he, like he was kind of lead, he was kind of LeBron with the GM shit before LeBron, except he just did it with retirement. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I don't really have him as a high pedestal. Obviously, he's a top fifteen quarterback. I'm, I'm not, like, I'm a dickhead by saying he's not that, but like, he's not a top ten or top five, especially with how some of these players are playing now, putting up video game numbers that they're putting now, but. Yeah, you just got the longevity, just old, old nigga. That's it. Speaking of another old nigga that's getting passed, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Obviously, we was recording the podcast, and like literally right after we, we got were done, literally we were recording it while it was happening. Mm-hmm. So. LeBron James ended up being the record for the most all-time scoring leader, um, and he's fourth in assist, <laughs> which is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, wait, if he's fourth in assist. Oh. Where the fuck is where the fuck is CP three at? I think he's like second. He's second. I think so. He gonna be sick as hell. <laughs> LeBron yeah, passed him. Passed yeah, him. I mean he had you a better rate. Be boys anymore. <laughs> That's funny. Um, banana boat team. I, I ain't gonna lie to you, gang. Like I said, I wish I had the gunshots because I'm retiring old niggas this podcast, bro. I got the spicy takes. Crazy. LeBron better than Jordan. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that wholeheartedly. I like. Because at this point in time Has literally an all-around player He's better Because at, at this point in time Right Everybody gonna talk about rings Rings do not fucking matter I never hear Okay let me not say They don't fucking matter that, That's a wild statement But I never hear no one Talk about Robert fucking Ori He got seven of them bitches No one talks about him like you want to make the impact on the team and actually matter on the team. I feel like the best 
about Bill Russell having eleven. God rest his soul. They don't oh, talk about man. Bill Russell having eleven rings. Niggas do bring up Bill. They bring up all. He was in a time where he was playing, you know, you know, fucking cashiers and white <laughs> white people and all this shit and stuff like that. Unathletic. And I was like, there's still a talent. To I don't. That. There's still a talent to that to be in the NBA, even at the time where it was very segregated or it was very, you know. Different. True. I mean, I mean, they also named the finals MVP after Bill Russell. Like, Bill Russell was him. I He's kind of like a unicorn in that sense. But, like, what I was going to say is, like, well, the way I look at rings, right, is I feel like there's three different tiers. There's the niggas who never won a ring, and they're in a tier of their own, i.e. The, the Charles Barkley, the fucking, like, Mellows. Yeah, Mellows. Uh, Iverson, Iverson. I would put Iverson. I would put Iverson higher than Melo. That's another day for another topic. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I wanted to. Yeah, and then I feel like there's a tier. Like there's a tier one. Obviously, you get one ring, and I feel like a lot of people lie in that factor. But then there's obviously two. Like once you hit two, you hit multiple, and I feel like that's what people fail to realize. Is everybody always wants to put Jordan on this pedestal? I feel like the reason why Jordan is on such a high pedestal that he's on. He made basketball cool in both facets. He made the shoes look cool, and he did a lot of cool shit. I'm not going to sit there and lie. Jordan was a fucking wizard on the basketball court. Some of the shit he did don't even look real. They really don't. But as far as the competition that they played and what they were able to do, LeBron's average is probably – LeBron's average is going to go down at least at 25, 5, and 5. That's nuts. That's the for least. career average – in year nineteen, was it nineteen twenty? No, it's twenty now. I thought it was eighteen. It's twenty now. He was drafted in 03. Oh yeah, it was twenty. Yep. So it was twenty now. And then what's crazy too is like LeBron went to the finals ten straight years. Ten straight. And also switched teams <laughs> in like, that time. Like dog, he he's different. I I know, and I used to hate LeBron. I really did, just because it's like I like Jordan, but then like. As I got older, I'm like, why do I like Jordan? This nigga LeBron is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> he is – like, LeBron should at least realistically, if we're just going off of stats alone and not being a popularity award, he should at least have five or six MVPs. Like, he is – All strength. He is the number one all-time leading scorer. Like, that, that's – like, Jordan is nowhere near on the list. Jordan's nowhere near on this list as far as assists goes. And I think LeBron's decently highly ranked for rebounds too. Right, yeah. It's like, what are we talking? Like, yo, we got to pack these old niggas up. The only old nigga I respect right now as far as football and basketball go is, like, Tom Brady, but he just retired. Everybody else kind of get packed up, bro. At, like, at this point, like, LeBron. Yeah, Magic? I ain't going to lie. You not going to do Magic like that. What do you think is? You think Jordan's better than Magic? What? You think Jordan's better than Magic? In the aspect of scoring? In everything. I don't think everything. I guess that's a that's a harder argument because Magic kind of retired early too. Yeah, unfortunately he had that he had that <clears throat> that situation. Mm-hmm. But um Matt, Magic was a floor general. The way that he would facilitate the ball, the way that he would get, you know, other players open and yeah, Matt, it, the shit that the passes damn near don't look real from what I've seen. I'm, granted, was 
allowed to see most of it, but right. still, as far as like what I've seen from you know videos and highlights, that nigga was it. <laughs> he was it for a while. That, and the fact that he was battling Larry Bird, yeah, too for not only in college, but he battled this nigga. He battled this nigga in college and throughout, damn near throughout his whole life. He kind of got tired of seeing Larry Bird. He really um, did. He like fucked his nigga. <laughs> I think. If Magic got a jumper, he'd probably be LeBron. Cause that I don't know if you ever played with Magic on 2K. He got an ugly ass fucking jump. That nigga shoot with one hand and elbow bent. I thought Sean Marion had an uglier one, but I no, still no, he still he, no, he still his, take it. He still, <laughs> he still shoot from his chest. That shit is insane. How did he get to the <laughs> league with that shit? Almost like he was passing the ball. <laughs> like nigga, what? Um, niggas used to shoot D threes with Rasheed Wallace. That's, that's, <laughs> my first two K game ever was what? I want to say two K oh nine. That was with uh, I think that. Damn nigga, yeah, that's crazy. That was my first two K game ever. Was like I think it was either KD. It was either no. It it was either K KG KG was on oh nine, wasn't he? Or was that Kobe? Kobe was on, Kobe was on ten, wasn't he? I'm trying to think of who was on eight because I feel like eight would give me that inkling. I feel like eight was KG. I don't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, that was my first two K game, and I didn't know what the fuck did. I was picking teams, niggas was, <laughs> niggas was trying to make it all the way with the Orlando Magic, with Dwight Howard. That sounds <laughs> that's nice. crazy. Jameer Nelson. That was an ugly ass. Rasheed Lewis. <laughs> man. The Heedle Turkey. Everybody had an ugly ass shot, man. Fucking too. But, I mean, yeah, LeBron's a GOAT, man. I, 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 yeah, I, that's him. I kind of hate that, like, the narrative is that he's not, or, like, oh, he left teams and this, that, and the third. I just feel like. Niggas wanting the whole prime example of being in the NBA is being the best that you could be and being able to get better. In any aspect of the game that you can, in any statistic way in the NBA, right? Yeah, and then also, I've so niggas like, is gonna leave teams if nothing's there. Like you ain't gonna like. That's the thing well, that's, about it. Like if niggas ain't around you shooting. Well, that's the thing. It's like before a lot of teams couldn't afford multiple all stars. So if you're a Clyde Drexler, if you're a Michael Jordan, if you're a Magic Johnson, if you're a Larry Bird, obviously I know that they might not have been in the same prime in the same era, but. If you're one of them, like in order to keep a strong team, like you, they, like you couldn't just play hero ball with two people, right? Because you may be able to afford two people, but like to go back to the Bill Russell analogy, you might be playing with plumbers and cashiers. <laughs> if your if your team's like Magic Bird and and Larry, or like yeah, Magic and Bird, like nigga. You wouldn't be able to afford no Kevin McHale or like no about nobody else. Like, like uh, what other teams have to sacrifice yeah. some shit? At the end of the day, somebody got to defend too. Mm, that part. So you know you you got so you could spend all this money. You could spend all this money on the top superstars, all the top shooters that you want. But at the same time, there's another side of the ball that you got to protect. Um, since it is the love day, kind of want to talk about love. Do you feel like you'll be able to find love? Absolutely. I think everybody is capable of being able to find love um, within themselves and within a significant other. But you can't. One cannot coexist. You well, one cannot coexist first without the other. 
So most people, I used to be the type that would find love in people, but then I, but then, you know, you know, twists and turns happen and this and that. And then, you know, I got to thinking to myself, like, when was the last time I actually felt good about me as a person, as an individual? And that's when, you know, I started going to therapy more and more, started talking about working on it. And time went on and I'm getting to a point where, you know, I'm starting to love the shit that I do, you know, as far as being with you, doing this podcast and making shit happen. And just having love for other people too. You know, it's not it's never really been about me. I just I, I want love for other people and that's what makes me have love for myself. Cause I've never seen this shit growing up as far as you know, as far as you know, the aspect of, you know, my pops goes or like he never really showed it. So like I never really learned how to like physically, spiritually actually show my love for certain people because I never saw it myself. So with that being said, I think I'm starting to get to a point where like it's comfortable for me to do so. And that's the greatest thing about me, man. That's the one thing that I've always, that I've, that I've learned from myself throughout this entire situation that I just got to be able to be patient with myself, know myself and be able to know that, you know, I'm, I'm worthy of love too. You know, I'm worthy of finding that significant other. I'm worth I'm but at the same time, I feel like at this uh I'm worthy to know what I am for myself and be able to give myself the same love and affection. So do you that's feel, my spiel. But do you feel like this version of yourself can be loved? Wholeheartedly. At least to an easy extent. Because mm. we're difficult human beings. Or not difficult, but just complex. Hmm. 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 I don't. That was crazy. Uh, I don't know if I could be loved. I don't think you can in the way that you want to. Expound. I can't expound on that because you only know what you want. And you only know what will make you happy. As far as whether it be yourself or a significant other. So I can't really expound on that. Okay. Well, can you expound on what makes you say that? I don't know, because from the outside looking in, I think you're kind of, I, I think you're kind of like me. You're kind of more of a, not difficult, but you're a complex individual. Like, people see you differently than what you see yourself, as far as, like, being in a certain space. Mm. You just carry yourself differently. You think about shit more complex. Mm. That's what I mean. So, from... A, so from a woman's perspective or just anybody's perspective of wanting to be in a relationship with you that could either throw somebody off that could either you know um send them away or they just don't like the vibe that you put out so that's what i mean by that hmm. i don't 
But that's the thing is like you might not see yourself as a complex individual because that's just how you think. But everybody don't think how you think. Or everybody don't see your point of view how they as they see it. But that's the thing. I don't feel like I'm projecting anything that's out of the ordinary. Bro, it's not out of the ordinary for you. I'm talking about period. Bro, the bar is subjective. Well, I'm saying, well, I'm I'm just responding. I'm not mad. I know. The bar is in hell, dog. <laughs> like the bar, as far as like what I used to have, like certain things, and and not saying like like I had to build a bitch or nothing like that. Like I I used to have certain like like criteria and things that I would want my partner to have and stuff like that. When I say the bar is in hell, the bar is in hell. I'm just looking for some consistency, some like love and like. I feel like I'm a person that I almost I think I want different types of love. Like I like a little bit of everything. Like I like affirmations, I like just physical touch, just quality time. Like I like existing with a person. I don't really like like I like more intimate settings. I don't really like like going out and spending money on a person's cool, but I don't want that to be the extent of something. Like I don't I don't think I want too much of anything. Okay, so with that being said, since when you put it like that, do you find all of those all of those listings as far as like the characteristics of love, do you try to find that in one solid person? Mm, what do you mean that I go out of my way to find that in a person or Nah, it don't even have to be out of your way. It could just be something that, you know, you're just casual talking, then all of a sudden you you see like you know, characteristics in your favor that show up in them. Um, do all of those have to show, do all of those have to show up in that one person? That's what I'm pretty much trying to say. Everything that you like, does that all have to be in one, like fused together on some go, go, go tank shit? I don't know. Cause I don't think I've ever seen it. And I think, but I also think that's hard to see it because I don't think. Are you looking for that though? I feel like everybody's always looking. Whether you're looking or looking, you're you're always. Is whether you choose to acknowledge it or not. I don't think no. I don't think not everybody has all those characteristics. I think people just pick from the. I think most people pick the characteristics that they have. And then just go for it. But see, you're saying that as characteristics, and I'm saying that as like a like like a love language. I feel like every love language is the same thing for me. I don't know. Well, because I'm saying language. like because what I'm saying is like to me they both go hand in hand, at least in my mind. Well, what I, what I'm saying is like when it comes to love language, you already do everything. So quality time. Hanging out with the person. No, not everybody does everything. Yeah, you do. As far as a love language goes, yeah, all of them. Well, how many are there? Let's see. There's words of service. There's active service. Words for there's, affirmation. There's physical touch. Physical touch. So there's about four, 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 five. So there's about three or four. And then quality time. So all of those. Yes. In one person. Yes. I don't believe that. Oh. Because there's actually because there's been because there's been people that I know that only act that only really show one. 
Because you figure physical touch, that's... Uh, if we being grown, sex and cuddling. Unless you consider, like... If we keep it at a surface level, let's just keep it at a surface level. You figure... Hugs. Hugs. I guess hugs, too. Yes, you're right. Uh, kissing. All the basic stuff. Everything that you could probably think of, right? Um... Quality time is just hanging out, maybe doing stuff together, shopping. If like you got an apartment or y'all got an apartment together, see right there. These two, I know, I know these two. I know people that have these two counteractive. One likes the physical touch, and the other one don't like hanging out. I've seen ones that like to hang out but don't like physical touch. But all of those go in the relationship, so you you technically do all of them. Some of those don't. Some of those linger out of the relationship. I'm not saying they don't. But what I'm saying is, you're going to, because basically, because it's like Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is nothing but an act of service. It's all we're doing is showcasing our love and affection for people. Can be, for some. You can turn into something else that whole day. It could be all four in one day, honestly. Yeah. So. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's all the day really boils down to. and. Because it's like, what I'm saying when I say, like, a love language of being able to have all four, I think it's the same thing as far as emotions go. Like, I wouldn't want a scenario where my partner couldn't feel comfortable talking to me about some serious shit. I wouldn't want a serious situation where my partner feel like she couldn't talk to me about some happy shit, some sad shit, some some angry shit, some some stressful shit, like... Right, I don't think there's a world where people like if your love language is only physical touch. I don't think there's a world where you wouldn't show acts of service. You wouldn't show words of affirmation. You wouldn't show quality time. Some shit you have to do more than others, especially as us being males. Like, like there's some shit where like a girl will have to run errands and she tries to put you on with the errands and you be like, "Fuck no, I don't want to do that." Right. But some people do it just because they know that's quality time, and that turns into an act of service because you are with your person. Like my my whole point of saying all that to say it's like I want all that in someone is because I've yet to see like what my love language is or what the love language I need. I could see a world where I need all four. With me, it really just depends on the day. Truthfully, because some days. Some days I'm in my head. Some days I'm in my work mode. Some days, like, a podcast day, like. That's why I feel like everything got to be hidden for you as far as, like, your relationship to find love or find that love in a person. I think just, because I don't even know if, I've never been. Like, you basically got to have a perfect game. Like, you can't go on there, no, like, no turnovers, nobody can't be injured. Like. I don't think that's true at all. I don't think that's true at all just because I don't get the luxury of having that opportunity. Like, I don't even get to be at the game. Honest, if we really doing a deep dive on me, I don't get to be at the game. I'm just responding. I'm like, I, I don't. <laughs> it's what it is, is like, it's like, I'm playing the game and you give me the ball. He'd be like, all right, you're on offense, Brian. Go score. I'm playing football. And I'm like, yo, uh, what's the down and distance? 
And you just shrug your shoulders. Mm. <laughs> What's the quarter? Mm. How many times I was like, I left? Mm. Who the fuck are my receivers? Mm. It's like, what are the plays? Like, nigga, I don't know what the fuck. And I get it. Like, love might be like that. But, like, there is an inkling of, like, minds meeting in the middle. I can't get the consistency of someone just being who they are. That's my biggest issue is my biggest issue is like people expect me as far as past relationships and stuff like that is people expect me to lead us somewhere where I don't know where you want to go. Like we can have the both the same understanding and and the same agreeance, but they'll never show the card. So I always get put in a situation where I always settle and I default by, all right, I guess this is what it is, what it is. And mind you, right. I'm cool in a lot of situations, but the communication don't be there. And I guess that that's on me too, but I, I don't. I never want to go on a limb on anything because I don't see consistency. I've seen women tell me to my face, look me in my eyes and want to be in a relationship and then fucking talk to a dude or fuck a dude the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, how can I expect you to really believe that if you're not even willing to work towards that? Some shit changes, bro. Shit, trust, like, hey, shit changes in 24 hours, bro. It can, but that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, but that's why I'm saying I don't understand why. And maybe this is why I don't know if I can be loved. It's just because it's like, how... How can I believe? Like that's what I'm saying. I'm such a. I'm willing to go like with the horse in the water. You can't leave the horse in the water to drink it. I'm willing to go with the horse if I know there's an opportunity to drink at the end. But I don't even know if that's the case. You you want to know if the road is if the road to the water is paved? You want to know if it's gravel? No, I just want to <laughs> know we're going there. That's what I'm saying. I when I Tyler when I tell you that like I'm not complex at all i just want to know what's up but i'm forced to know like i'm forced to think what you think <laughs> and go off of that and it's just like i just want to see the results that's what i'm saying like there's no consistency with homies so i'm sure you just gotta ride through but then i'm the dickhead if there's a miscommunication and i think maybe it's like self-sabotage in that regard like i don't want to be that but I'm often get put in that situation. And it's like, what do you expect me to do? If, like, I, I, it's a, I always, but I also value relationships as a, like, like, you got your side, I got my side. Help me understand your side. I promise you. Like, I'm the last, when I, like, cause even with the whole conspiracy bullshit or like the life shit, like, I'm the last nigga you got convinced. You just gotta show me. I promise you. I, I, I'm open minded in a lot of shit and I will sway. If I really believe in it, but niggas got to show me niggas will say this and do something different. And I'm like, why did you even say this? If you're going to do something different. And that's all I've seen. <laughs> right. Cause that's what I'm saying. It's like, are there women in my life that I feel like would make great for great partners? Yeah, of course. I'm not going to sit here and act like I've met hundreds of women that I think would be good potential partners and stuff like that. But like, do they want me or are they interested in me or do they put forth the effort into me? Fuck no. Not enough to where I would want to be like, yeah, I want to put my all into this. 
And I'm not saying that I wouldn't put my all into this. I also have some underlying issues of where I want to come correct, but that's just because I want to make sure the relationship works. Right. Like, I want to come <laughs> correct to where I have no excuse of, like, if I'm lacking in some department, I could go fix it. There's some things in my life currently where I don't have the luxury to go fix it like I want to. So that could later. It might not be issue now because some people just want to accept me for who I am, but it could be an issue later. And I know that it could be an issue later. So it's like I want to just come correct. But yeah, like. There's nothing wrong with that. There's I don't. Nothing wrong with that. Like, I, I guess because to say, to say a lot, to say a little, like. I just want to know that, that someone fucks with me, just, that someone is interested. Just, that's why it's like, I do I feel like I can find love, especially this version of myself? I don't know, because I feel like a lot of people that I've met know what they're getting with me, but they either not interested or they don't show the effort to where I feel like I could show it back. Because like I said, I'm not... a I'm not a very hard person to convince. It's just like niggas like every day, every day, a lot of niggas, even close niggas will show me like they'll say this and then do something completely different and then be surprised when I like react. And I'm just like, what did you expect me to do when you did this? It's like, it's almost like they're fucking with my head on purpose. And I'm like, I, and then they get upset when I react. I was like, well, you can't be mad at people for being fickle. I can when you say something like I'm never mad at someone being consistent. Like motherfuckers change their mind. They change their mind, bro. It's just the fact that you tell them about it or them telling you about it. Like, I, I don't care how many times you switch plans or flake on me or like just what with this, that and the third, at least tell me why you did it. Don't have me don't have me fucking just like out there in the cold and just wondering like damn like what the fuck happened you know like just like at least tell at least tell me you know why you know you you know did what you did yeah you know? cuz I, I mean I I agree with that wholeheartedly cuz then I could adjust cuz if it's something that I did I could always adjust to something right. I did but you leave me in the dark, then motherfuckers just stop fucking with you for no reason, no, no, mm-hmm. no explanations or no, ex- no whatsoever. And that's so. my thing. It's like that's why I always kind of deal with the situations I have. Like I, I don't get the same person. Yeah. And when you're saying that people could change their mind, I'm like, T. When I tell you, I do not get the same person. The second go around, you don't get the same person. I don't get the same person in a week, dog. Mm. I've I strike. I don't want to say nothing because I don't want to put that on my conscience. Fuck around, it is raining. I, I I've yet to see the same women from Monday to Monday in my whole entire life. I I'm waiting for it. I've yet to see it. I really have. Crazy as fuck. Like, what's the best Valentine's Day gift you ever got? Best Valentine's gift I ever got was from my old mama. And that was a PS2. That sounds about right. <laughs> I definitely remember my mom hooking me up a few Valentine's Day. Uh, 
What about worse? I'm sorry, I got distracted. Brent just told me something. Something he, he told me. He told me he he did a thing. So I'm trying to figure out what that is. Shout out to Brent. I'm gonna get back to you later. But um, the worst. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had a worse. I think I've had just because like Valentine's Day. I don't feel like you could have a worse Valentine's Day because it's all about love the entire day. Whether it be relationships, whether it be platonic, whether it be you know family, friends, whatever, you know it, it's it's all about what you're giving, what you give to people as far as you know loving them spiritually, mentally, and stuff like that. So like I've never had a bad one or a worse whatsoever with Valentine's Day gifts or whatever. I think the worst thing I got was a card. I don't think they signed the card. Like they just really just went to like a CVS or Walgreens and just handed me a card. I mean, it's still something. They, they didn't have to a, give you shit. It was another one of those situations. A hating ass nigga. How am I a hating ass nigga? What I did for them and what they said they were going to do for me was double what I said, what I did. And then they went from that to handing me a fucking card. And you still say they don't have to give me shit? No, obligated to give give you a damn thing, bro. Niggas ain't obligated to do shit in this world. But why say you're going to double what I did? And I, I, I'm not even going to go into what I did because I, I did the most. But like, why say that? Plans change. People change. But I, I don't. Even, I'm not. Don't fuck with you like you think they do. Then that I, goes for anybody out there. But that's my thing. And that's what I'm saying, and that's why I don't know if I could be loved or find love because people constantly, constantly change their mind or don't fuck with me like I think they fuck with. That's what I'm saying. I just want consistency. I respect the asshole more than I respect anybody else in the world because I know what motherfucker I'm dealing with versus anything else. And it's not like I have to know through and through. I'm just saying, like, don't talk me to death, you know? Like, don't pillow talk me. And that's what happened. It was like, oh, like, you're love, Brian. You're this, that, and the third. And showed up with a card. They didn't even drop the card off. Like, <laughs> I think about this shit. It was like, what was the point? You could have kept that. Could have put a rack in there, some bands in there at home. I'm dog, anything. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'd be grateful for cards. I'd be more grateful they have some bands to them, some paper in them. Yeah. Especially because I was like, I was talking to. I'm a money-ass nigga, so what the fuck you want to give me a card for, bro? I was, yeah. <laughs> Especially some card you spent you some know? money on when you could have. You could have just gave me that money. <laughs> you know what? I just took that. But because um, I was talking to, like, some of my coworkers, and I was like, yo, what is the male equivalent of, like, flowers? And a few of them were, like, head. I'm like, yo, my nigga. What if your nigga depressed? Like, what y'all just be saying? <laughs> That's just so crazy to me. Crazy as fuck, bro. Like, men would really not taught how to love, so the only way we know how to love is physical affection. That's, That's the Neanderthal in us. Like, sometimes, my nigga, I just want to hug. 
Just hold me. Hold me, Shorty. I don't think I want to hug you, bro. I didn't say you. I said Shorty. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know, man. Love comes in all shapes and forms. I think that's a Barry White um, song, song or whatever, Marvin Gaye song or whatever. And that's a, that's another thing. I wanted to get into this because I, I was driving. I was driving to work and I and I um I thought this in my brain. I was like, what can Tyler? What can T? Say as far as the question goes, what can I bring to the table? So shoot, best love song you ever heard, past or present artist? Mm, third story, still in love. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go. No one by Alicia Keys. It's not like talking about self love though. Nigga, don't do that. That's my opinion, bro. That's my that's my song. Yeah, but I thought you meant like love as far as like loving someone else. It is love. Mm. I'd have to listen to the song. You have to listen to the song, bro. I'm gonna go that one. I never thought you would say that. That's I think that's why I threw you off. Yeah, they're definitely (laughs) just because of her voice or yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. if you had to have a song with your boo, do you think what would that be? Because there are some songs that I would love to serenade my girl to, but I'm trying to think of. You're asked to pick something from oh, for, uh, some uh, by the Dream or something. Ruben Stutter. All right, why you violate? <laughs> Just had to get your joke off for <laughs> the fucking part. Uh, now I was thinking, uh, like Luther Vandross. Can I take you out tonight? Um, Luther Vandross always hit for whatever reason. I'm telling you another. I'm gonna tell you another old old school that always hit. Um, anything, <clears throat> anything keep sweat. Yeah, anything keep sweat. He got it. Honestly, he seems kind of slow though. No, what he sings kind of slow though. No, yeah, that's why I don't know if I can serenade my girls with that. Or right, I'm trying to think of like, like I want a like a booed up song, kind of like where she she like it too. We're thinking of all the artists from like either nineties today, by the way, but we're we're excluding one fucking artist. Fuck that nigga. RK, <laughs> like RKO, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think. I'm racking, all, I'm racking my brain trying to figure out everything around that nigga, <laughs> like any artist around that nigga. First of all, hold up, I don't, <clears throat> nigga. I don't think there would be a song I would sing my girl that that nigga sing. Good, because all his shit freaky as hell. Like I don't think that's a serenading your girl song. All of his title suspects, who? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, what the fuck we both finna sing? Seems like you're ready. Like, that sounds a crazy ass song to sing to somebody. That 12th nigga, play? That, like, nigga has, that nigga has a whole album named 12th Play. 
That's what's killing me. That's what kills me about this whole thing. That was a sign, bro. That was a sign. That's what kills me about this whole thing. Oh, anything, um, anything Smokey Robinson, actually. Nah, that nigga wild, too. You ain't heard old Smokey, so shut the fuck up, nigga. Still wild. Stupid ass up, nigga. That that nigga was always wild. That nigga said, I sprinkled some cocaine on a blunt. I was like, all right, Smokey. This nigga living up to his name. Um, speaking of love, Leo out here dating a nineteen year old. Ain't nothing new. Ain't nothing that I didn't know. I knew that nigga was weird. I just don't understand the mind frame of trying to date someone. I feel nasty. Why are you forty eight dating a nineteen year old? How do you even find that? Well, I mean it's highly weird, so I'm not surprised. But I bro, I feel nasty talking somewhere like Right, like I feel kind of icky if I talk to someone that's twenty one. Yeah, especially because I mean we're not old like that. <clears throat> we're old enough. Mm-hmm. I don't want like twenty three, twenty four, or my age. But it's <laughs> hard to find people your age too. I always wanted an older shorty to be honest. Don't do it. Mm. That's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, Leo Wild for that. Um, did you see the Ray Mysterio clip? We got two draft picks. Yeah, I saw that shit. And um, I have from what from what my aspect on the whole thing is is that niggas expect you as a celebrity or just any any type of celebrity when you get off a plane or go anywhere out in public. Niggas just expect you to sign whatever they got for you for a, for so, so say you're a wrestler or a celebrity right mm-hmm. you get off a plane mm-hmm. niggas is already waiting for you with like pictures and like action figures and shit like that video world championships ready for you to sign you know I like nigga I ain't gonna sign. like like I'm not obligated I literally honestly I I, I just walk past that shit unless. I mean, yeah, that being like a bad public eye, but at the same time, it's like not obligated to you know do any of that shit. There's a difference between meeting your celebrity and trying to hit a lick off that nigga. They had 15 boxes of like shit for him to sign, and he's right. like, "Nigga, I'm not signing that." Especially I'm unmasked. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't have to sign that. And it's a shitty situation, especially if you're trying to go there. I just feel like it's just you gotta know. You got to know, like, if you're trying to hit a stain on a celebrity for signing something, go to where you think, like, whatever would make the most amount of money and seem realistic to get signed. Because who knows? Because they were, I don't know, if, I think they were waiting for him. Yeah. So it's like, it's an airport. I don't know if you know this, Tyler, but not everybody could just get through an airport. Like, you have to walk through TSA. So you went and got checked just to get bring all this stuff in the hopes of Ray Mysterio signing it. And then you looking goofy as hell when you just walk like, past no, and Yeah, and he's just like, at least he gave you an explanation and so it's like, because at first everybody was like, fuck Ray Mysterio, and then everybody was like, wait, hold on now, like, this right. nigga had 15 boxes worth of shit to sign, like who the fuck is he to think Ray Mysterio's finna just sign all this shit for free? Especially when he's gonna make a profit off it, and who knows how much of a profit that dude can make on it. Right. So it's just a nasty slope and like, especially because like, <laughs> like to tie in airports, you saw the Shannon Sharp clip, right? 
That shit was weird. I saw that. But he was just recording them. And then even Shannon started he, he like, was look. like, why? <laughs> he's like, bruh. And he's like, what? And he's like, why? <laughs> and he's he was like, like, why not? That was a whole ass answer. He said, why not? The powers are, powers of Uncle, uh, Uncle, Uncle Shay, because like, nigga. That would that would low key kind of set me off. I don't know about you, but like, if a nigga just said, "Why not?" <laughs> that nigga just walked away. <laughs> I mean, in the airport, Wait, good, good for good for Uncle Shay, bro. I mean, in the airport, that's all you can do because I don't give a fuck how much beef I got with you niggas. I'm not getting on the ban list because I got shit to, money to make and people to see. But also, that was just you could get fucked up in the airport, like by security. Also, it was just like. That was just a wild moment. Right, you don't even have a rebuttal to that because he, like, what can you say? It's like, nigga, that's weird. But, like, if a nigga say why not to that, like, it, he got it. You just got to leave that nigga alone. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was that was a very wild exchange. So, yeah, like, I don't mean, I don't, I don't blame Ray Mysterio for his. I don't blame both the celebrities. That's the thing about being a celebrity. Like, I want to be famous. I do. But to the point where I could still exist and like like live at the crib and not have to worry about someone stalking my mom's house or go to the grocery store. Like I don't want you I don't, don't want, want to get low. like I I could do a B. I could do a B list, C list. I could do a B B C list celebrity. I could be that. I don't because I'm still getting money. I don't think you realize a B C is definitely getting followed. Name a B C right now. You think a BC is not gonna get followed? I think a BC is definitely getting followed. Hannibal Burris. Yeah, he getting followed. Nah, I don't think so. As a nigga that worked at the comedy club, he's he's getting followed. Uh, yes, bro. It's very hard press. We're going. Oh, could be wrong. Could be wrong. He's getting followed, especially because he's still like. He has a name. He do. And not to mention. I'm not saying he do. I'm not saying he doesn't. No, no. Well, I'm just saying not to mention he's also the reason why this whole, you know, Bill Cosby thing got started. So niggas might see him like, yo, fuck you because of Bill or like, who knows? I don't think nobody in this day and age is standing up for Bill. Nigga, you know, speaking of stand, you know, he's doing stand up, right? Which is crazy as fuck. We're gone. Would you see it? Nope. I don't need to see it. I would at least want to watch a YouTube video. Because first of all, I don't even think I, I as as a person that didn't grow up in the age to really see Bill Cosby as a comedian in that t- type of light. He uh-huh. was always like the pudding pops pops dad type of nigga. Uh-huh. So I didn't really see his comedic views. Fuck, I gotta see that nigga for. I don't think he's funny. I agree. You know, not even high ha not even ha ha funny. Not even back even if I was a nigga born in the sixties and the seventies, I still probably wouldn't think he was funny. I put that nigga probably Richard Pry- I'd go see Richard Pryor before I go see Bill Cosby, but those are two different type of comedians. I agree with that. I nigga, I just I would just want to see it for the spectacle. Because there's no way that that's just getting a second chance. Like that's gonna be a one time thing. It's going to be ignorant. I think motherfuckers going to pack him up immediately as soon as he get off stage because he's going to have hecklers. Like, I just want to see you a chaos nigga. You just want to be there for the aesthetics and see what the fuck happened. Just for the one time. 
I wouldn't see the shit twice. Scorpio type shit. Nah, not even. It's yeah, like, it's even. <laughs> nah. If Bill Cosby's crazy enough, because it's, it's just like Twitter. How much stupid shit do we send each other back and forth? Nigga, you watch Crazy in Love. The one time Bill Cosby spectacle you don't think would be interesting to see for once? No. But you can watch this day and age. But you could watch Crazy in Love. More people more people in this day and age of us can relate to Crazy in Love, Blueface, and Krishant Rock than a fucking 85, 87-year-old Bill Cosby. What the fuck does that nigga have to speak to? What the fuck does that nigga have for us to listen to? As far as a as far as speaking on today's society goes. What does he have to offer me? That's why you gotta find out. I don't fucking know. See niggas like you. <laughs> you can't say that when you watch that. What? You can't say that when you watch Crazy in Love. See shit like that every day. So it's relatable. How? Well, not every day. Obviously not to that extent. <laughs> like, like, as far as like, you know. There is a bunch of super shit going on. us, But we share that shit like it's hotcakes and look at it. Exactly. So this is more stupid shit. Yes, it is. All right. You got it. Because I, I, I'm not one of those people that like draws a line. I'm like, whoa, this is too crazy. It's like, nigga, you just watched that like what the fuck? I heard some of the craziest shit off of off of real lyrics. That <laughs> nigga, <Yeah>. like <laughs> it's like yo. And mind you, it's going to get canceled. It's going to get packed up. They, that shit's not about to be a successful running thing. I don't even know who's bold enough to host this shit. I can't even think of the stadium. I can't even think of the state. Cause that shit will be nuts. Um. That's why it got to be Vegas or something. <laughs> it got, yeah, it got to be something where it's so, just like, it's a normal day. Um, Some stupid shit. It's got to be Vegas. Prayers and condolences to the Michigan State shooting. Yeah, definitely. Pray for East Lansing, man. Um, only thing I got to say on it is I'm not looking for answers. I'm not looking for solutions. Uh, for anyone that It's starting to get redundant now. I, I, well... What I was gonna say is anyone that loves and cares me cares for me as far as family and friends go, respect respect my want for peace. So if I don't wanna go out, I don't trust niggas, I don't fuck with people, I, I don't trust scenarios that I don't know, and I just wanna be in the house, minding my own, not saying that I should be a turtle and be in the shell, but if I if no, I want you was that, that bro. Hmm? No, you was that. It's okay no, to be that. I wasn't though. It's okay to be that. I wasn't. It's okay. But I wasn't. But I'm saying if I want to do that, respect. That's that's what I'm saying right now. Respect that. I'm respecting, bro. I just told you it was okay. But you said I was, and I said I wasn't. Also, because it's like I don't stay in every single fucking weekend. That's the thing that be blowing my mind. Like niggas not be around me saying what I do. But yeah, I. But that my whole fucking point to this is like just respect. Just respect the shit Cause it's like I, At this point It's gonna happen Never know when it's gonna happen Never know where it's gonna happen So if niggas don't wanna be out the way Always Just respect that Like I don't know why niggas always want niggas to do something Like 
Cause I I don't like like I said I got to get away from the world sometimes. It'd be stupid shit. It'd be drama. It'd be niggas going crazy. And I just just got to go away. And also also another PSA too. If you see, no, I'm, I'm gonna get this off of shooters. I've seen too many videos of a person walking into a convenience store or walking into an area with an axe, with a bat, with some sort of blunt force weapon that could cause immediate trauma and damage. Get the fuck out of the store. I'm not waiting to see what a nigga going to do with this. Like, I nah, I don't act like no, I'm a No, I got to pay for my talkies, bro. I got to pay for my, my, my Red Bull. No, I'm getting the fuck out of the store. I'm running out of the store. I don't give a fuck what that nigga got to do with me over there with that bad, but just know... See that that's, I'm not over I'm I'm not the one to move <laughs> move like that over here. So whatever he doing over there, that's cool. Hell no, I'm out the st- I'm not trying to find out what that nigga do. Cause every time, like there was at least one nigga that would go up to a person and I don't know what would be said, because obviously we're just watching the surveillance camera, but they would talk to the nigga with the bat. And of course the nigga with the bat gonna use the fucking bat and just swing on it. I'm not no, bro, I'm not staying to find out. I'm I'm good. Because also, it's just playing odds at that fucking point. Like, if I see somebody coming to the store with a fucking bat, I don't have to figure out what they're going to use the bat for. Yeah, no shit. You ain't got to. You worry about your own motherfucking self, bro. I don't think you worry about your own motherfucking self if you're not going to act like that motherfucker don't exist. As long as they ain't on me, if it's not causing me physical harm. But that's what I'm saying. More than likely, it could. Niggas, but the niggas act like that. That's what I'm saying, T. It's like niggas act like, oh, well, he got a bat. I don't know what the fuck he got the bat, but he ain't going to come over here. And then they get clunked in the motherfucking head with the bat. Who get clunked in the motherfucking head with the bat? People that I've seen in videos. Man, look. <laughs> so you saying that, but that's what I'm saying. Now I'm trying to warn niggas now. You could go to another store All and right. get some Takis. You could All go right. to a store and get some, like. And also, like. I just pay for my gas, bro. I'll put 20 on two. Nigga, fuck it. I'll get 20 on two on another store. I'm hell, you just going to leave free guys there. Yes. The next nigga. Yes. Also, because there was another video of somebody coming in with a fucking axe, and that motherfucker swung the axe. You mean to tell me you'll stay there because, oh, well, they're not going to hit me. You don't know that. You get Swiss cheese out the motherfucker. Man. You get left. Man, God protect you, bro. <laughs> I'm not trying to stay and find out. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if I, I can't take you. that motherfucker. I'm not finding out. Self-preservation is key. Self-preservation don't mean shit if a motherfucker got it on them and they willing to use it in the same vicinity you at. If it's going to be me or you, best believe it's, it's going to have to be you. You know? Hmm. That's how that's that's how that's how I was raised. That's how that's how that's how it is. That's how it is. Work cruel world out here. It's cruel. But you have to be prepared for anything that comes your way. You know, mentally, spiritually, and physically. So I'd rather keep all them things intact. So you mean for so me? If a if a person came into a, a convenience store with a gun. Yes, sir. Ski. But say say it's like Texas. So they they, they have it on them, but they not like drawn it, but you see this motherfucker like they motherfucker moving like I wish a nigga would. So they clutch on the motherfucker. 
being tell me you just gonna act like yeah, I ain't worry about shit because they ain't got shit to do with me. They ain't got shit to do with me, bro. Unless he up that bitch. But that's that's the thing. It's like they could up that bitch. If he offing it after I left, then God's will, God bless everybody that's up in that stove. Man, I am not staying to find out. God bless everybody that's up in that store, man. Nigga can have an axe. Nigga can have a bat. Nigga can have a knife. I'm not saying to find out what the fuck they finna do with that. Because hindsight being 2020. I'm go through the back door like the employee door. and just. <laughs> bro, I would. <laughs> I'd set that alarm off. I don't give a fuck. Oh, now you wild. You stupid as hell now, huh? <laughs> you would set the alarm. <laughs> you by set the whole alarm off. If you go by the employee door, you're not an employee. Yeah, you probably will. Uh-huh. How cute, how how gas stations and shit are built these days. Bro, because I have to go through the exit door, like the emergency exit, not the actual employee. Back. But that's what I'm saying. Like, from what I've seen in some gas stations, that, that exit door does trigger the alarm. So your stupid ass will go through the exit door. If they come in the one doorway that they can, because it's a gas station, where else am there's I going to go? There's a front door, there's an exit, there's an emergency exit, and then there's an employee exit. But that's what I'm saying. If you go through the employee exit, because like employee exit doesn't always have an alarm, bro. That's what I'm trying to say. But every convenience store I've worked at had one. I've worked at a convenience store before, and that's what I'm telling you. That's because they just turn it off because obviously they have to take out the trash or whatever the fuck. You ever worked at a get and go, bro? I've had family member that worked at a get go. Have you seen shit that's ran in a get and go, bro? Have you seen how that shit is moving? Yeah. That's usually why they don't go out that motherfucker. They usually go out the front because they'd be outside right in the front smoking. Whatever they work. You got it. I'm just telling you, bro. But that I'm not. I'm but that because even like the East Lansing thing that we just seen, there's a nigga on campus walking with him on him. If I see the nigga walking with him on him, I'm not about to find out what this nigga on. Duh, nigga. That's what the I'm campus saying. is so spread open as a, as as has contrary to a convenience store. So if a nigga is way over there and I see him clutching on that shit and I'm over here. Fuck that guy, dude. Like, nigga, I'm minding my own fucking business. That don't matter. How does that not matter? Cause you're giving the nigga opportunity. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I just hope he doesn't do physical harm on other people. Yes, of course. That's the thing that I'm. That's the thing that I. That's the only literal thing that I'd be worried about. If my homies or my teachers or whatever get physically harmed, then that's something that would like affect me. You know. I don't see. So a, if he actually looking for just like one nigga, then you know. I mean, we've yet. Honestly, we've yet to see that situation though. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to stay and find out. Regardless of where the fuck I, I could be in open space, and I know he can't hit me from where I'm at. If I see a nigga with that thing on him, or a item on him that like, if I see a nigga, almost like the baseball theories in the Warriors. If I see a nigga with a baseball bat, and we in a library, my antennas, my nigga sense is going through the fucking roof. I'm not meant to be near this nigga. I'm not meant to be close to this nigga. I'm not about to see this nigga where anywhere he can swing that bat. I'm going to know something's up. I just feel like that that should be human nature. I feel like a lot of motherfuckers, not saying you're wrong in that because you should, you don't feel comfortable where you at, but at the same time, a lot of motherfuckers act like they can't get touched, and that's how niggas be getting touched. 
Yeah. Not in this tragic way. I don't want to talk about this tragic way, but I'm saying, like, I'm not even giving niggas opportunities. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're talking about a way in general, people. And, like, as far as that go, goes, you, you already, you already a head on swivel type of nigga. I'm a type of, I'm a type of nigga that, that I'm, I'm cool in the area until shit goes down. Then that's when, like, shit starts to alert me. But other than that, you know, I'm cool. But I've I've also been in a lot of serial situations where shit has gone down, and we've luckily gotten away right before the shit gone down, just because I was a head on swiftful type of nigga. Yeah, because you could uh, not to be corny, but you could almost feel it. That's that's my whole point with all this is like you could feel it. You could tell an energy shift. Oh, for when sure. When a motherfucker walk in, for sure. Especially when they walk in with a thing, that thing on them, or they got to add to it. They got to, like, bro, I'm already knowing. I'm not going to act like I don't acknowledge that. And also, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm protecting my peace as far as, like, we got to respect the nigga if he just want to be in the cut, because I just want to be in the cut. Yeah. I get it. I understand. But uh, do you want to wrap up episode 113? Oh, okay. All right. Shout out to Brent, man. Shout out to, Shout out to Brent. Brent. He 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 just did he just did his thing. I'm not gonna say what that thing is. Just know that um I'm gonna be in a spiffy ass suit coming a year or so. But um yeah, uh episode what is this one one thirteen? Mm-hmm. Big Bad Thirteen. Um I wanna say happy Valentine's Day to um, every significant other out there, every loved one out there, man, it's, it's a good day just to not only physically, I mean, not physically give somebody something, but just be there for them in all aspects of, you know, whatever they need as far as, you know, just checking up on people and tell people that you love them and tell people that you care about them, you know, because that, you know, you could honestly, you not to be corny, you could honestly save somebody's life with just that. So, you know, if you if you want to tell somebody but you're not sure, just go ahead and do it, man. Just go ahead and do it. So, yeah, I want I want to thank everybody for tuning in on this lovey-dovey episode. And um we'll definitely see you next time. Next time we're going live, we might go live. I might if I have some battery cuz I'll be fucking up my phone a lot during the day. Maybe I'll have to so. give you the TBH podcast account so you can actually go live on there. Um, yeah, be sure to subscribe on anchor.fm slash Tyler Brian Hours for a little one dollar, four dollars, nine dollars, whatever you get for it. Shout out to the good brother Lopez, always holding it down like you do. Um, uh, I want to make some merch soon. I'm trying to decide on what I want to do for merch. I think that I. Uh, I think I want to hire somebody as far as the editor goes because I'm tired of making damn TikToks, but I'm just not consistent enough with them. But um, I hope this episode sounds good. I had a lot of things I wanted to say on the topic, but I don't know how it really flowed. Kind of just isolated and like, it was just like a chill episode, but yeah, uh, could have been better. But I love you guys. Stay safe, stay healthy, you know, enjoy life, all that bullshit. I'm out. Bye.